Welcome to the Marvel Events Timeline, the podcast that takes you on a journey through Timely, Atlas, and Marvel Comics, one event at a time. Here are your hosts, Travis Bowe and Brian Lockhart. Welcome back to the Marvel Events Timeline Podcast, where your hosts go through the timely Atlas and Marvel events that formed the Marvel Universe that we know and love today. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts, Brian Lockhart. I'm Travis Bowe. Well, Travis, I'm glad that we are back because we kind of left everything off with a, with a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> last, last time we were here discussing, well, the backstory <laughs> yeah. of the build-up. Just you... doing a quick recap. Real quick. I mean, probably didn't even notice it. It was so yeah. fast that we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it was, you know, we needed, it, it was, this is such a big, you know, a big deal that you know we needed to we needed to kind of get the history of it to get to get into the background of it you know we need yeah. to prepare ourselves mentally um you know personally i'm ready to make some waves Ooh. you know i i want to see you know what's going on I, i'm feeling a little hot under the collar yeah yeah well you know what i really should have said you know uh when we when you know when we said hello or you know introduce ourselves uh, long tide no see <laughs> <laughs> i got i got nothing to, in response to that yeah, most people usually don't. <laughs> so, well, instead of, you know, hopefully I'm not getting you fuming. So let's, um, you know, <laughs> with my jokes, got me, you know, you know, in, into the frying pan, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire type thing. So um, that's enough puns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've hit the uh, the pun quotient for the episode. We can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let's get to let's get to the main event. The reason we're here. Yeah. Um, the 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 you know the actual uh, official crossover of Marvel Mystery Comics eight through t- Marvel. I always I say it so fast I end up going over my words. Sure. It's Marvel Mystery Comics. I wish they would have just left it as Marvel Comics. That's yeah. a lot easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got into it last time about why did they change the name? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it's I. Uh, you know the official crossover is eight through ten uh, of of those of that comic, so that is what we are here to talk about. The first real, cro- well, as you mentioned last time, the first real crossover of any comic book characters. Yeah. Um. So you know, I would consider that just a typical crossover, but for you know, for our purposes, that is an event, if you will. Um, because at the t- this was a line wide event, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this one comic the line was is all of one you. magazine, yeah. but <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, you know, and the two the two biggest characters that kind of that stood out yeah. uh, have crossed over. Now, you know, it's funny, and I read, and I think this might have been from the um, the history of the of Marvel Comics uh, uh, that Sean Howe uh, hmm. that book. It, it, I think it, I think it was him that kind of like in his narration of this event mentioned how like you know readers would go hey would angel could angel yeah. possibly show up next you know stuff like yeah, that yeah. And, and you know that never really happens uh not not to to the extent where we would be talking about it i think i we mentioned um at one point something about the marvels project which is a much later um story from like the early 2000s and, mm-hmm. and they're they try to go back and the angel does make an appearance basically okay so in, in a roundabout way he does make his way into the larger <laughs> mc uh i always want to say mcu but that's not correct because yeah, right. that's not the, that's the film universe this would um, be the the mmcu yeah the marvel mystery right. comics you 
yeah. <laughs> we got to let's 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 uh, workshop that one. Yeah, right. we'll do. We can do that offline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so so what do you got? I mean, I know you want to start with the cover, and I mean, just it, to yeah. me, it's it's striking that like I want to say this might be the first issue that doesn't feature either Torch or Namor, like on the the larger portion of the cover like this one's a big uh, big feature on uh, the angel and he's like punching some big like ogre looking monster he looks like Hi- the thor uh, daredevil villain uh, mr hyde oh, actually yeah. but it's like it's angel going up like he's punching this guy there's a, a weird looking guy in like tattered red uh, cloak he's got four arms and a gun and he's trying to like capture some lady. Like you can tell that that's who the angel is trying to save. But, um, but that's like the that makes it look like that's the main big uh, big feature. And then off to the side, you just have this little sidebar that says something new. Human yeah. Torch battles the Submariner. Um, you would think that would be like front and center. Yeah, of the cell. yeah. Like it's all about grabbing your attention on a spin. Well, I don't even know if they had spinner racks back then, but at the newsstand, you know, you would you would think like, hey, whoa, look at that right there. Yeah. Why it's on the side and it's just you know small small little boxes is is beyond me. Um, given especially given the fact that these were the two characters that featured heavily on the covers previously. Yeah, like you you turn the page and it's uh, normally I think where you would have uh, the torch would kick off the Marvel mystery you know issues. Um, here it, it even it even calls that out at the I guess above the headline it says in this issue the Human Torch story follows the Submariner and it goes into kind of a little recap um, uh, as yeah. to you know what, where each guy is you know leading into this this story. Um, I think it makes sense to do it in this format, as um, I think we talked about uh, last episode, that these that these two stories in this issue are happening uh, concurrently, or simultaneously, I should say. Um, well, and you don't, I don't think you realize that until, maybe until I didn't get, realize it until the end of the Torch story. Yeah, uh, I will say I got a little confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I was a little confused. I think we can, you know, we can get there as we go through yeah. the, the the actual issue. But when it when the when the Namor story ended and the Torch story began, I kind of thought um I got confused. Let's just put it like that and I'll sure. get in I'll save that for when we get yeah. there. I I think it makes sense to start here with Submariner because the last issue ends with with him. You know, it was you know, we're we're jumping right back in where it left off that that sort of thing like i think it's a good idea to to have submariner take the the, the lead you know spot in the magazine this time agreed agreed so, is it yeah most of page 1 is is recap or i guess maybe it's just one box of recap and then it's uh it's into the action as it were i think he's up on his uh yeah he's he's back at the statue of liberty so. Yeah, I think he's looking out the window for um, uh, where he was throwing all those tourists. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because you can, you can kind of see the bars are bent, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think that's the very one. Um, <laughs> more trash talking from Namor. Imbeciles, what shall I do next to impress them? I know just the thing. And he dives into the water. Um, oh, and it yeah. Ki- and, it kick- and it kicks the story off, basically. So he's still he's still on his uh, destructive rampage. He, you know, because, I mean, I guess... After talking to Betty, he just went back to kind of recoup at his castle. Um, yeah, 
and and now in I guess he was trying to think, all right, what else am I going to do? Because uh, he's been pretty busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I do think, um, you know, like a couple pages in here to the this Namor story, I feel like the art style is getting a little bit away from the typical the the Namor. Uh, stories looked looked so much different than anything that was going on in Torch or Angel or any of the other stories. But this one, this story for Submariner, it almost feels more like the the, the art on the Torch and yeah. Um, so it's like it it almost just maybe Bill Everett like kind of changed his art style a little bit to because they are kind of bridging these two characters together. So you want them to kind of feel like they they look the same. I don't know. I definitely feel that in issue number nine. Okay. Um, that it. Well, was, yeah, there, that would that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, there was the, it was maybe this is leading up to that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I um and who I mean, I, w- I actually wish I had a little bit more background on on what they what the you know Bill Everett and Carl Burgos were doing together, uh, mm-hmm. in the, in the real world in real life. It, like you know, I'm sure they were collaborating and discussing. Hey, wouldn't it be neat, you know, like, yeah. and this is what we're going to do and I'll do this because these are two separate stories, but they, they do have to be plotted out to, yeah. to, to match up. And then, well, and, uh, going back to, you mentioned the, the Sean Howe Marvel comics book. And I know that there's a, it might apply to something that comes up later in the, in their storylines, but, uh, it does say that, uh, you know, Everett and Burgos, um, Everett, a three-pack-a-day smoker already a decade into serious drinking, had bounced between Boston, Phoenix, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Now they sat down at a Manhattan bar called The Webster and hammered out their plans for superheroes. Uh, they kept it simple, fire and water. Um, so I think that's that's more of like maybe they had this planned out from the beginning, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. They they, they worked together previously at, at a... Funny, I forget, yeah, funny zinc. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, funny, and then they were they they were obviously um, working, you know, in the same kind of studio while this yeah. was going on. So yeah, it, it they could have been this could have been in the works um, from the beginning, as you said, because it, it makes sense they each created a a character that kind of elemental, the, yeah. You know, we just need uh, earth, wind. <laughs> you know, we got fire, water. Right. You know, form of With your powers <laughs> combined, right? Captain Planet. <laughs> that, that's a different universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it does. I also wonder, too, because this is, I, I wonder if, I, I almost feel like maybe they rushed to, to get this out. I, this is just speculation, but, like, why the art doesn't seem as, I don't know. It, it definitely had yeah. a definite, um, a unique style. You know, Dropping. Sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta wonder. Like, I, I started wondering about the. I think last time I was talking about that. Just the just the quality that I found with the Namor stories versus the Torch stories. I think why I think one writer might be a little bit better than the other. Like, you know, I think these guys are still like like. It's. I don't think they go to work and they just sit down and just have all the time in the world to devote to torture namor i think they're also doing other books and like they're they're guns for hire still for like funnies inc like they're still doing stuff for them you know yeah so but, I, yeah because the whole idea was like they they you know marvel mystery comics uh, or you know marvel comics is is sold as is to publishers and you know so they're probably selling other other works to yeah. other publishers is my guess 
So yeah, so some of it might just kind of be like, you know, maybe maybe it's less thought out than and you're not sitting down and just like planning this big, huge, epic storyline. You're just like you're just cranking out what you can get done for a day, so you can get your you know get paid. And you know, I think there might be a little bit more to that, maybe, and and maybe this because it is now becoming like like this issue needs to obviously mesh with someone else's story and they're they're building to this uh you know at least with issue nine like building to this joint storyline so yeah that might might have made uh bill everett have to kind of speed up a little bit i don't know well you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of in the first uh marvel comics number one where the the you know how that like the submariner story was clearly meant to end uh, at one point, and then, yeah, yeah, and then it's cl- and then like the art like looks tacked totally on different. four pages yeah. or something. Yeah, yep, and and yeah. and so this actually looks like those tacked on four four pages, yeah. where the other stuff kind of looks like the original. Um, right. So again, that uh, my my imagination, and I I can't I don't have any evidence to back this up, is that it probably was more rushed. You know. Yeah. And that's you know. That, but that being said. I actually still like the artwork. Um, I do too. But... I, I like Bill Everett. I like the way he draws uh, Namor. Um, I think most of his stuff, it's it's easy to tell what's going on. You know, some of it's a little yeah. simple, but I think he puts in more detail than with his stuff than anyone else is doing. Uh, I find. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is fairly simple, but as, as you said, it is. It is uh, very clear what's going on. Like I, I never question. Like wait you know, I had to go back or, um, or, or anything like that. And, and I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think another thing I just realized the, the previous issues of Submariner, whenever he would letter the, uh, the exposition dialogue, he wouldn't put a, a panel with a, another color behind it. He would just put black text typically just over like waves or, I mean, Anywhere in the box where that had the space, he would put the exposition, and so it was just black. And like I said, a lot of times it was black text on waves or, or you know, whatever lines are, are clearly meant to be the ocean, you know, water. Um, but here, like I'm looking at this like second page of of this story, and he's got all of his exposition boxes or all of his caption boxes are at the top of the panels. They're most of them are yellow, you know, some of them are blue and. and uh, like a, a peach color, so but they still stand out, you know. So even that is more in line with with some of the other with the, with the Human Torch stuff. So like, and I like that. That kind of bugged me before having the exposition just written over the top <laughs> of of water, you know. I, I was, think I I think Sean Howe's book mentioned too that like some of the the way it was drawn and inked. Uh, the printing was so kind of uh, yeah uh, primitive back then that it like they might have found that like look it's it's not printing very well yeah this you know and, and of course they're still inventing the whole comic yeah. book industry yeah. you know so they may have kind of gotten together and been like no this is the way to do it you know yeah yeah <laughs> so and I can appreciate that right. So I guess in the in the meat of of what's actually going on, uh, he's left the Statue of Liberty. He goes to this. Uh, this is a, a sub. Oh, it's a sub chaser. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. vessel that has depth charges. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, did do you know anything about? Um, I mean, s- sub. 
I, I understand by the name what that means, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, self-explanatory. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 same thing. I mean, I, it's not like I have a history of it, but I kind of, I wanted to know a little bit more. And, yeah, yeah, please. You know, basically, it's a U.S. Navy uh, submarine. Um, sorry, U.S. Navy submarine chasers were designed specifically to destroy German submarines in World War One, and uh, then were later used against the Japanese and German submarines in World War Two. You know, and their main weapon is a depth charge. So I think they call Namor calls it, or actually the the dial. It's not dialogue, but the um, the text calls it uh, depth bomb. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's a depth charge. Uh, they also carry machine guns and anti aircraft um, air, you know, guns as well. Sure. Um, submarine chasers were used mostly by the United States Coast Guard in World War II for destroying German U boats. Um, huh. That were stationed I, off the coast. I didn't Sorry, know ahead. that the Coast Guard ever had ever, I guess, played a role in wartime. I, I yeah. didn't know that they had. I mean, I know they had like armed, you know, uh, officers and stuff on the on the boats. I, you know, I guess. Well, I obviously, well, World War Two obviously was a kind of a bit different. different. Because, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, typically, I mean, the Coast Guards, I mean, they do have, like, I've been on a Coast Guard cutter, um, not a functioning one, like a museum. Um, and it, and it's basically, I forget what it was, very similar to a, um, you know, a, a, a regular Navy war vessel. It just was huh. designed for more, um, they had medical stuff and okay. speed and all that. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, they they do... Like you always see, like a movie where it's like a show, like a police show, where it starts off where the Coast Guard, you know, finds a boat full of drugs, you know, Miami Vice oh, yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So, so they are, you know, dealing with some dangerous stuff. But you mostly, I think, people at this point think of them as, um, uh, like search and rescue almost. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, like during World War Two, and in fact, you even I mentioned it. I think last in, in your background, uh, Namor fighting, um. A, a German sub and a German plane mm. that were bombing, a, uh, you know, planes or yeah. uh, a, a sh- a merchant ships. Yeah, and that you know that was um, that was a big thing. I mean, that, so even though we weren't at war, you know, we were still sending supplies over to you know, the Allies, sure. uh, you know, in Europe, and Germans didn't want that. And um, yeah, they were. I mean, there was a we sunk. Uh, in fact, uh, submarine chasers had sunk around sixty-seven German U-boats. Just, just, uh, just around America, you know, like they, wow. and actually they were used in the, uh, sub chasers were also used in the Pacific theater and, uh, had actually used for amphibious landings and, uh, and, you know, courier and escort duties as well. Um, so yeah, they were a real thing. And in 1940, yeah, you bet your, you betcha they were probably stationed around New York city, <laughs> sure. you know? Yeah. Cause that's a huge port, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and and you know, given the vicinity to Europe, you know, that that would be a a, a prominent port of entry. Um in mm. fact, a, a lot of our um soldiers left out in New York City to go to the okay. European theater, you know. And of course that explains why he was able to get a depth bomb. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, and I'm sure he's going to do something very heroic with this depth bomb. I was just going to ask you, <laughs> what do you think he's going to do with it? Well, you oh. know, uh, bury it directly over the Hudson Tunnel. Yeah. He says, this should be about right. <laughs> and boom. Boom. Yeah, the charge goes off, rocking every boat within 200 yards. He said, let the torch consider that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, and then, of course, it's pretty horrific. The next panel it really shows is. 
yeah, like flooded a flooded um, you know tunnel with cars and everything in it. Yeah. So and, again, I mean, the same same my my same reaction to this was like the the him ripping down the supports for the L train and and the L train crashing down. Like you know, I guarantee that there are you know families and people in these cars in this tunnel. I mean, maybe it's off hours and it's not crowded, but it, you know, it's still. <laughs> He's Stop making people, excuses you know? for the terrorist. <laughs> no, I, I, no oh, I'm not. I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm shocked at this. Like, it really no, it bothers me. Um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, again, it's 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 kind of funny because this is targeted towards kids. I mean, even it says, hey, kids, you know, like right in the yeah. in these books. So it's like, there's yeah. a lot of mayhem. I was oh, yeah. I was actually curious about like the, the Hudson Tunnels and stuff because, you know, I've been in New York City, but I'm not very familiar with, you know, all that stuff. And um, when I was looking it up, I, anytime that they mentioned Hudson Tunnels, it always seemed to have to do with trains, but like the Holland Tunnel seemed to do oh, with... Yeah cars and yet you know so the panel show they they specifically say hudson tunnel but then the panel shows cars so i myself was a little confused now somebody out there in podcast land who's listening might know that i'm just completely full of it and don't you know know the difference but um i thought that was interesting and it's like they're basically just what um they connect new New york new jersey via underground tunnels yeah Yeah. Uh, under the in fact I, i found a photo on wikipedia that kind of shows how the tubes work and it's like wow it's like this whole underground underwater cavern you know like system of tubes to get these yeah. trains back and forth that's pretty fascinating it's to think crazy that, you know, that yeah, yeah. Huh. you know you kind of you kind of sometimes wonder like i mean it's amazing you know yeah. what the the engine uh engineering feats that you know we, we can have accomplished as a, as a human race yeah. you know through the years and it's like how do you even build such a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, um, who cares? Is blown up now. Yeah. Um, and, and Namor's that not satisfied. He's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so where does he go? <laughs> he says, "I know the zoo." And then, be, before he can get to the zoo, he he notices a police plane is like following him. So he flies up to the plane. Uh, he's, he even says like, oh, these planes would be useless against our, uh, fleet of, uh, aerial subs. Aerial subs. I love it that just, name for some reason. It's like yeah, aerial yeah. sub. You know exactly what it does. It, it's a sub that flies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, uh, he rips the propeller off the plane and, uh, says, poor fool. Like the, the police pilot that he's now, I guess, crashes down, to, you know, crashes to, to the earth. Unless he has a parachute. I don't know. Well, uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I'll save that for for later. But okay. it, 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 there's a juxtaposition of on different crashing planes in in the storyline. Oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, let's just say no parachute this time. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe it changes later. I don't know. I I'm terrible at teasing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he shows up at the zoo. Bah! Matchsticks. <laughs> yeah. There's this weird panel. Most of the background or. You know, anyone who's not our main characters, you know, uh, Betty, Namor, uh, maybe the chief of police. There's this guy on that panel where he says, bah, matchsticks. There's this guy, a a frightened uh, onlooker, who's running like straight towards the camera, if you will. And it just looks like, oh, Bill is clearly drawing somebody. Like, that's someone he knows or that's meant to be somebody. Like, it's just... The guy has too many like details in his face, and 
I don't know. It just he stands out as like. I wonder if it's like uh, the, the whoever was like kind of running Funny Zinc, and they're like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna I mean, throw the boss in there, you know? It's, like, that it feels like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what actually reminded me of you know on um, Action Comics number one. There you go. Yeah. Was, yeah, and you know Superman's crash in the car. There's that guy in the foreground. Yeah, I think he's on the bottom right. I think. Yeah, and it, it's just kind of like this, but he's like grabbing his hair, like oh. Yeah. And, and I, I actually, I saw somebody Photoshop that guy in a bunch of like real world disasters, oh. and it just, <laughs> it's, it's probably a bad taste, but it made me laugh, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> but it, but that's what that's what this panel kind of reminds me of is like that. But you're right. Yeah. It, he probably is like, I'm going to throw my dad in there or something. You yeah, know, it's just yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, um, compared to everyone else that that is a background character that, that gets drawn in these issues, this guy is just way too front and center, you know, too much detail to be a nobody. Or to be, yeah. You know, but... Uh, yeah, because if you go to the next page, they show some uh, another person right in the front, um, bottom right, you know, corner sure. of the panel yeah. and and, it, and it's more shaded and you can't it's not as well done yeah. you know yeah <laughs> now the very next panel i really get a kick out of it because he, yeah. he basically gets the lions out <laughs> and he says go on eat out their black hearts gorge yourselves <laughs> it's yeah. like that's some sinister stuff right there it really is and then he he's attacking the guards and then the the lion turns on namor and attacks him and this is where I think I mentioned it last time. He, uh, I guess he he hurls this lion, and then another one. He just punches it to death. It, it literally says he, uh, Samariner's mighty fist explodes against the jaw of the snarling beast, killing it. Um, you know the the description you know boxes are quite good because when when Namor throws the 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 bar at the um, yeah. At the, at the guards or whatever, the zookeepers. He said, the whirling bar cuts down the keepers like a scythe cuts down grass, but as Namor gloats, he is unaware of the danger behind him. Like, it's it's pretty good, you know? Yeah, and yeah. yeah he, he just he just punches that lion to death. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, is it is it here he punches it? Um, yeah, killing it. It says right out there, yep. killing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He releases some snakes. I mean, that doesn't really... That's not a big deal. I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of like he just was running on to the next thing, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, right, snakes!" And he smashed the, he breaks the the wind, the glass, and all yeah. the poisonous reptiles come out. This one, this next bit, I don't know. It really captured my my interest. I guess um, it goes to the elephant enclosure. And he says, "Ah, a killer." Um, at, at what point were elephants? just demonized as these man killers, like just these bloodthirsty beasts, you know, um, I think in the next page, or I guess it's the, the exposition on the bottom of the last, the last panel on this page, it says hate, gl- hate gleams in the beast's small eyes. Like <laughs> elephants are like one of the most, you know, gentle giants, you know, on the planet. But like, like this comic and I know of other things, you know, uh, in the past are like they they try to make elephants seem like yeah these these bloodthirsty monsters um, well I, 
I, I was I, that caught my attention too, and I I tried to research it. In fact, I actually found a, a ranker article. Mm. <laughs> it was like being killed by an elephant. What it's like? I read um, that one too. I, I oh. kind of went down the same path, and I read that article too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because because they say like you're mostly going to get trampled on. Yeah. Um, but it does say like each year, roughly 500 people are killed by elephants, and it's mostly yep. when they're stressed or harassed. I read, um, yeah. Well, I read like, that. Like, Two and that uh, three to four accidents are with trainers. Um, yeah, you know at well, circuses or zoos or whatever. So right, and that makes me think of um, Dumbo when the yeah. when Dumbo's mom went went nuts because she was protecting Dumbo. Well, I think um, that's part of it too. Like I think that's in that era of like we got to paint these elephants as these these killers, and maybe maybe you know I'm sure that there were more circus accidents involving yeah. elephants at this time because probably they were treated even worse than i mean elephants do not animals do not get treated great in the circuses now not that there are a ton of circuses left around but i'm sure here in the you know 30s and 40s i'm sure it's even worse so maybe there are more frustrated elephants who are i can't remember if it was in this article right it may have been this article or a different one i read but it basically said that elephants um like in India and Africa, uh, they they actually are you know used as as work you know like yeah, yeah. they're around pe- around people basically, and unlike a dog or a cat that's been domesticated through the years, they've never been able to domesticate a an elephant. You know they're still a yeah. wild animal. Um, so in order to get them to do what you want, you have to treat them very poorly. You know, <laughs> like it's basically oh, what they yeah. you know like you basically have to you know, beat them or, you know, do hurt them, you know, got to hurt them. Um, yeah. So it's not great. And that's, again, that's why, you know, like you'll find that like Ringling brothers, they don't use animals anymore. I don't even know if they're still around, but when they were, they, they get rid of, um, you know, they, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. But yeah, back then. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, like, like even like I was looking up a little bit about the Bronx zoo and this was all like zoos sometimes get a bad rap, you know, and I'm sure there are, plenty of terrible zoos that are underfunded but like like this, like the bronx zoo was formed as like a is a um like a animal rescue place and okay. to bring awareness yeah. sure, to sure. in fact i they helped reintroduce the bison you know like hmm. at the bronx zoo like i was reading about that uh, from extinction you know and it was because and all this formed out of like the conserve animal conservation from uh, like the bronx is like the zoological park and it was like the zoological gardens and there was a bunch of you know, a bunch of guys that kind of got together and were like, "Hey, we, we need to do something." You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and um, there's it, it a conservation society, a wildlife conservation society, and it kind of grew from there. Um, it, you know, it's been around since uh, 1899. You know, oh wow, when the door, yeah. So it's been around a long time. I've never been. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious to go to a zoo like that. The group that kind of created. The Bronx Zoo was made up of members of the Boone and Crockett Society, and they founded the New York Zoological Society, hmm. later renamed the Wildlife Conservation Society. Um, and it was there to uh, promote promote the study of zoology and preserve wildlife. And then, yeah, it just kind of, you know, grew from there, I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, you know, like the as a kid, even like when I would go to the zoo at my local, you know, city, the, the elephants were always such a big part of it. And, um, you know, they, since I actually, since I was a kid, they've upgraded their enclosure. Uh, there's a pretty awesome zoo. It's, it's funny. Cause it's like, there's a really good zoo. Con- it's like a conservation zoo, um, in my state. 
which you know I live in North Carolina, but it's 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 great for the as far as the animals. If, if you're going to have a zoo, <laughs> they try yeah. to make the enclosure it's wide open space. They try to keep it as close to what their natural habitat would be. Yeah, where 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 it's kind of like it's not as great, you know. If you know for a uh, person viewing it is. Well, you, you can't get as close to them because they're in this vast open sure. <laughs> area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, you know, obviously the, you know, I feel like the Bronx Zoo probably is in a s- much smaller um, right. area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, of course, and again, different standards back in the day. This is a more modern zoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny how I, I, I'm guessing they're just going off the size that if if a, if an elephant doesn't want to listen to you, they're not going to sure, <laughs> you know, so that that's, that's all I can think of as far as like them. Being I, th- I just think they have this killer. reputation. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, I, I, I keep going back to Dumbo and it's like, they literally called her the mom mad elephant. You know, yeah. Like, and I guess that was a thing, you know, um, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. especially in the circus, you know, community. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, Namor breaks one out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Oh, but, but while he's trying to, this is what, you know, because he's like, oh, a kill. And in fact, it's not just Namor calling him a killer. The, the, the captions also say as the killer, as the killer crashes out of the cage, Namor snaps the leg irons and, you know, and he lets out another one. Okay. But as he's trying to get the first one out, the real big one, um, yeah. he's bending the bars and he, and it says the elephant Trump is angrily as Namor rips out the thick bars. And he says, shut up. You're getting out. <laughs> 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 he's talking smack to an elephant. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has nothing to fear. He's stronger than the elephant, but you know. And then one of the, uh, one of the next panels says led by the killer, the rampaging yeah. herd thunders through the park, destroying everything in its path. Holy Hannah! <laughs> and you can see a little drawing of Namor in the background of that panel, um, and it's like you can literally see like he's beaming with with pride or like with joy. Yeah, um, he's doing the Superman pose. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like um, <laughs> so satisfied. Yeah, and then and then things go wor- get worse. It's uh, it says there's this frightened this this frightened lady. She's like naturally she's running away from the elephants. Her baby carriage tips over and her, her baby spills out. And I guess because there's this charging, you know, elephant, like she takes off. You know, this this mother leaves her, her child. Now, okay, uh, I want to I want to pause you right there real quick. I had the same thought. I'm like, what a <laughs> what a terrible mother, right? Where's your motherly? You know, where's the instinct to like protect your 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 offspring at all charges? You know, and I'm not making you know assumptions about people, but it says. A nurse stumbles and the baby carriage upsets. So this is the nanny. Oh. So she's like, it's not my kid. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, I don't get paid. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't get paid for this kind of stuff. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. I didn't even, yeah, I, didn't even notice that it says a nurse. Yeah, she, I, she is a, a nursemaid or a nanny or, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's how uh, I took it. It's like I mean, a, a not nanny. still, like you'd think that <laughs> if I dropped the baby that I was you know, taking care of, I would still at least try to scoop it up uh, before this elephant uh, rampages. Cause there's enough time for Namor who's decided to take an interest. Uh, it says his pity is awakened and she's left that poor kid to die as he like, he flies in just the nick of the time before the elephants get there. Yeah, there's like the three charging elephants are on their way, but the, the panel of the baby just with the carriage out, the baby's just laying there on its back. It's like it's kind of humorous, but 
I mean, that baby yeah. probably got hurt from the fall, you know, like, so, sure. I mean, this, this is a terrible nurse. <laughs> um, well, yeah. He, he throws an <laughs> elephant at the other, at the other elephants and then takes the kid, flies come off on. to the, uh, I guess, medical center. Is he says, this... come on, kid. <laughs> now is this, I, I read this as he fly, he leaves the zoo and flies to somewhere else in New York to some medical center. Yeah. But now I'm reading it. Is this a medical center at the zoo? Uh, I'm going to say no because it seems like if you look, like Bronx Zoo is in one of the parks in in New York, um, yeah. in in Bronx, and you can see he's like kind of in the panel. He's flying away from the greenery towards right, a bunch yeah. of buildings, okay. and then it says, you know, and he says, you know, what the the submariner? Yes, but uh, I mean no harm. And he lands, and it just says generic medical center. But yeah, yeah. my guess is he went to like it. You know what? Honestly, I took it as almost as like a nursing home. It because they yeah. seem like older like people. Like oh, I'm just out here on the sun. Yeah, and it, it even to me it even seems like the way the panel is drawn. I thought he was landing on like a um like a rooftop that, that people yeah, were just like hanging a out balcony on. or something. That's, yeah, that's what I read it as too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what um, it looks like. So. Yeah, so he just I, dumped, he dumps this kid on some nurse that comes out, and he says uh, this kid needs someone to look after him, like. I don't know. So, I don't know if this kid ever reunites with where it's supposed to be. It's not like babies have like uh maybe you know, I don't think he has a, a name tag that oh says my God. like Yeah, I didn't I mean, think this, about this the implications. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my god, I think we just solved the mystery. Um Yeah, I like <laughs> oh, okay, so now I want like a Disney Plus series where it's like this, you know, like, you know how, like, when, like, a like a tragedy happens and it's like, oh, this mysterious stranger or, like, this police officer saved me when I was a young kid and I want to re- reunite with him, mm. you know, and it's like, hey, remember me? I was, like, two at the time and, you know, it's like this these nice heartwarming stories you see sometimes and, and it's like, man, I would love to see, like, this kid, like, searching for Namor, like, hey, yeah. I, was, I was that, I was that boy, you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, or, uh, or it's just, like, this kid is, like, now, um, like I, I don't know my parents and all this, and he becomes a vigilante, <laughs> but it's all because of Namor. Well, even even somebody says, well, I can't. Oh, but as he leaves, you know, so he does this in the good deed, right? You know, um, for whatever reason, he you know he saves the the, the child. It's a baby. It's a flat out baby. Um, and he says, well, he couldn't be a, you know be as bad as they say. And he's like, bah, stupid idiots. You'll see. <laughs> so right away, he's back to like, yeah, yeah, I did this. Th- hey, don't take my act of kindness as a right. sign of weakness, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a baby. Like, he's like, I'm not, even I'm not that bad. Right, that's right. Kind of what he's, yeah. First uh, off, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but off to the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. Another, ha, another monument made, wait, wait no, I, I said it wrong. Ha, another man-made monument. Well, and then he's like, I'm onto it, you know? Yeah. So he's gonna rip down this this bridge. Yeah, and he tears down those uprights pretty. Um, well, he said, "What is he? Uh, he pits. Uh, he pits his mighty strength, and yeah, and he tears down a huge upright. And it's like <laughs> the G, the GW bridge doesn't look too great, you know. Yeah, which um a lot of a lot of did any other Marvel events happen on the George Washington Bridge? I can't really think of any. Um, I feel, do you I feel mean like maybe in comics? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm alluding to possibly something. Oh, was, oh. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe in the 60s or 70s. <laughs> yeah. It was the GW Bridge, right? See, 
I know there's controversy about it because I think yeah, there it's is. Named one yeah, thing. yeah, I, yeah, I think one. I think it's drawn as the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, and then but it's referenced as the George Washington Bridge. Right. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So, for, li- for any listeners, if you don't know what we're referring to, the the death of Gwen Stacy, she's she's pitched off of a bridge, and I think it is. I think it's the. I think visually, it's the the Brooklyn Bridge because I think of the two bridges, the the Brooklyn Bridge has the more like stone concrete, you know, the, the smoother, like it has a platform at the top of the, at the support where you could stand on top of where, uh, whereas the George Washington bridge is more iron and girders. And there's not like a, I mean, there might be some type of observation deck at the top, but it's not stone like the, the one in the amazing Spider-Man uh, one twenty one. So you're you're if it's not if you're not spot on you're in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, and also of course there's also the you know I'm sure we'll have to talk about his introduction the the the, the X Force character we will always remember. Oh GW yeah. Bridge. Yeah. GW you know. Bridge. Yeah. Former yeah. Shield guy. You know. We. You know. Everybody's favorite Shield yeah. agent. Yeah. Household name. He's, Right, right. Every, you know, we, everybody knows GW Bridge, right? <laughs> yeah. I know him from. Uh, there was a good uh, Punisher series in like two thousand. I don't know. It's right around Civil War. So, but it was like a you know GW Bridge was like kind of retired from Shield. So, but he was still kind of like he had one left one job left to do. It was kind of just to to clean up after the Punisher. So it was a good series yeah. of, of him kind of palling around with the Punisher a lot. So yeah, I do recall them bringing him back, you know, for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So Namor tears down this bridge and, and the next page you start to see uh, the, the torch just shows up and this almost feels like the way that first issue ended where you had all the nice detailed artwork. Somehow when you turn this page, and go to the the page where they first meet. There's less detail. There's just less like line work. It, it just feels very uh, simple, almost like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's especially I mean, for it's supposed... this being for this being like their epic. The first time that these two characters are on the same page together is is I don't know what page this is. Um, yeah. You think like it should be like just visually, you know pull out all the stops but somehow it just feels less you know so i don't yeah, know yeah because there's there's one panel of them fight you know like they're basically basically what happens is the torch lands and namor throws some steel girders at them and they melt because of the heat and then yeah and then you know uh torch kind of laughs and throws uh some flames back at at uh namor but yep. one of the first panels when torch catches the the girder and starts to melt i mean the torch is barely like he doesn't have all the lines that you're normally used to seeing. Yeah. And I, I th- there's something weird about Namor's proportions, you know, like it's, it is, it, it's like lesser. Um, yeah. but then, but then when we get back, so that was page nine, I believe. So when you get to page 10, um, yeah. Th- yeah. Th- on yeah. page 10, uh, I think the art kind of gets back to, to the better form because it does, that's where, yeah. Yeah. So that's where, well, and, I'm, this is where I'm glad you gave me some of these recaps of some of these powers I was unaware of because, mm. you know, to me I'm seeing them for the first time, but apparently <laughs> they'd already been developed. Um, uh, the flame, you know, torch shoots a flame that wraps around um, Submariner, kind of, you know, trapping them in a circle of, it's like of a fire. Hula hoop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But luckily, Namor 
his sprinkler system catches in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because they don't say it here, but I think it happens yet again, and they they call it the sprinkler system then. Yeah, but they do. Yeah. Says, his water pours, you know, ignores it as water pours from his body, and he goes, "Woo." <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of funny. Um, but but the heat is too great, and it just kind of returns. Um. And then that's, you know, come back, water rat, <laughs> fight it out as Namor, <laughs> you know, throw, you know, runs away with flames, uh, you know, on, on his heels, you know, and he kind of dives for the safety of the, uh, I, I'm assuming the river, you know, Hudson River. Right. Incident. So, yeah, basically, um, that's, that's it. I mean, they have a very brief go of things. It's, you know. Yeah, Namor. Namor kind of flees because of the because of the fire, and and he says, "Well, you got to you got to come up sometime." And he's like, "Well, I'll be back." You know, he pulls yeah. his Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll I'll be back, and and that's it. Like it's it's that's the end. Now this is where my confusion lies. Mm. So it ends with the torch running away. No, I'm sorry, the torch causing Namor to run away. Yeah. So we've turned the page. Now you're on the Human Torch story, and it says the Human Torch now a member of the police department has been detailed to capture the Submariner who is carrying out his vow to destroy the city. Yeah. And then he kind of like, he's flying around and he lands and sees some police officers in a, in a patrol car. And he, you know, turns, he flames off and he asks the guy, hey, um, got any news? And uh, and he's like, no, he's like, but I can give you a, you know, a ride to headquarters. So they give him a ride to headquarters. And so I took it as he was on his way looking for like, torch right after their incident like i thought the storyline was continuing and what i didn't realize is that no this is actually the now the beginning so yeah. this is just continuing from last issue not last story right yeah, and no i i'm right there with you i read this as he's flying around looking for because he even says uh when he's talking to those cops he said any news on that water man like and yeah, he could have said Namor, but he calls him a rat. He calls him a waterman. Like it, it's not weird that he doesn't know his name. But yeah, it's yeah. To me, it's confusing till you get to the end of the issue. It's like, oh, okay, they are happening at the same time because there's nothing here that indicates that this is set right after issue seven. Right. I yeah. I get I I started piecing it together when yeah. he uh, when he uh, gets to the. Um, you know, we show from the torches perspective what you know what Namor's been doing. He's always yeah. one step behind him, so he gets to the L train crash to right. help there. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's already happened. And this is again, which causes the confusion. The chief asks, "Oh, it's you, it's you, Torch. Where's the Submariner?" And he says, "He's vanished, sir." Yeah. So again, I'm thinking like, oh, but then he says, and and then the chief confronts him and says. Well, that was your orders to bring him in. Maybe you're just scared. And he's like, are you insulting me? And he goes to punch this. I know. This. So I'm thinking, I'm like, well, first off, that's pretty terrible of the chief to, to call him out after Torch just made Namor run away. So I'm like, well, he's got this totally confused. And then also, but he's saying, well, maybe you're not finding him because you're actually scared of how strong, you know, whatever. Like, he, yeah. now that you've seen him in person, you don't want to face him. Right. Um. I, I, well, you know, so it still kind of lines up until you see later. So basically what I th what I think you're supposed to take from it is he's been on the search for Namor, but it's come up empty everywhere he's looked. Right. The chief is like, well, the reason this, you're coming up empty is maybe you're a coward, which I think is a terrible motivating way, way to motivate your troops. But, yeah. you know, whatever. And <laughs> I did like when he goes to punch him, he's like, oh, I oughta. And he's like, hey, remember, 
you're a policeman and I'm your superior officer, so let me go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when uh, somebody comes bursting in and says, hey, uh, he, the Submariner just struck, struck again. He tore down the L train. Right. And that's, you know, of course, then... <laughs> I love this bit of bit business where the torch once again destroys a building while he's leaving. He leaves a hole in the wall. Yeah. And and the chief's first um first order to his uh underling yeah. is to to call the mason to get it fixed. <laughs> he's like, but then he says, and then call the riot squad. Yes. <laughs> so um I can understand now why damage control became a thing, <laughs> because yeah. the, to- like, the torches man, uh, he's he's a he's the good guy, but he's a walking, uh, yeah. you know, destructive Calamity. force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Use a damn window, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, and so- keep in mind, he's going through brick, so he's hot enough to melt brick, and he's standing in an office with the chief and at least one other, you know, officer like. Just just put out your flame when you're in, in a room with these guys. Like, don't be, you're, you know, putting off your this, uh, you this know, intense heat next to people. Yeah. The physics of this is is, is questionable at times. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's always a good reminder for me, especially, these are books written for kids, you know. So, you know, you got to kind of you know, take that with a, with a, you know, at least, at least keep that in mind, I guess. Yeah, you you do. You got it to keep it with a you know take it with a grain of salt, and that's totally fine. Um, it's just funny, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the. I think the 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 call in the Mason thing comes back too. I, I think I have a note about it later, but uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. But so so you know the torch arrives at the L train. Uh, yeah, crash and surveys the damage and goes to work at repairing it. Like, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of Superman 3 when okay. uh, Superman, um, you know, that's the one where he turns evil because of, uh, well, it, would, it should have been red kryptonite, but I think it was, you know, it was like man-made kryptonite. Yeah, like tur- t- tar and tobacco or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The evil's the smoking kids. Um, yeah, and, and, but then when he goes back and he's repairing um, all the damage that he did as an evil self, it's like he's, like, he, like, Evil Superman ripped open an oil tanker and all the oil leaked out. Yeah. Good Superman blows it all back in with a super breath and then welds it back together. That's specifically yeah. what I this kind of reminded me of because the torch does a ton of welding, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, just doing all kinds of uh, melting and, and like fusing together. Yeah, kind of like, oh, you know, I, this is also, I guess, a little bit like when Superman made himself the train track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the first one. Like, yeah, he... Like Torch does this little thing where he throws his body into the uprights, you know, the pillars to then, with just enough heat to bend them back into place, <laughs> you know, and uh, but without melting them too much, you know what I mean. So he like basically throws his body at the at the at the pillars yeah. to put them back, and then that's when he welds the rail into place, and he you know he he does he fixed the wheel and and then um and he talks to some of the uh he says yeah you know, well. After he does that, one of the like train workers comes up to him. So, hey, some dame wants to see you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we only know one woman in this so far. This comic book universe, you know, universe. So, who could it be? Right. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to have. Well, wait, well, so he leaves to go, you know, see who this dame is, and he says something like. Uh, Anything to oblige a lady, me fine bucko. <laughs> yeah. 
and they've got to do the the bit of uh when a character meets someone they have to say their name and you know kind of identify like who they are you know just says it's you betty the submariner's only friend yeah yeah that it's not just saying that oh betty i didn't <laughs> oh, recognize hey, betty. you there <laughs> yeah. yeah but this is this one fact i know about you <laughs> yeah um now, now this part made me laugh and it, it's you know they so they get in the car they go for a drive and they have a talk uh, about the submariner of course you know Betty Dean doesn't think that, you know, Namor's all bad. And as we've seen, he's not all bad, but he does he has done some pretty bad things. He'll um, save a baby, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know Torch he isn't um he isn't half as bad as you might think, but he's mighty dangerous when aroused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like oh that it reminded me of a line from the uh Clint Eastwood movie Heartbreak Ridge that um you know, that I did a you know, minute by minute. And he's, you know, he's like, you're talking about an aggressive Marine and he basically was alluding to, well, you show me a, you know, fine lady and I'll show you an aggressive Marine, you know, that type oh, of thing. And so it was kind of yeah. like, it was right in that vein, you know? Uh, and of course that's not what she meant, but no, of you course, know, yeah. I'm a terrible person and I took it there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, he, he calls, he calls Namor a water beetle. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Betty, that water beetle has done enough damage. Oh, uh, uh, as much as I've been pointing out some of the things that I thought were funny that Namor says in his uh, smack talking, uh, Torch is right there with him. He's got all sorts of names for oh, yeah. Namor. Yeah. Um, a lot of water yeah. rats. Um, well, a lot of rats. They call a lot of people rats in this I era. was going to save this for the end, but okay. basically the Torch says he calls... Namor a water rat three times, oh. a lo- a lunatic once, a water man once, a water bug twice, um, a water beetle, a playful cuss, a water <laughs> moccasin. A lot of, there's a lot of, I'm sensing a theme. Huh. Um, slippery eel, a human sponge, and you big fish. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> you big fish. On the flip side, Namor, now I have an asterisk next to the hot stuff thing because Technically, Namor called um, Torch hot stuff th- three times, but because we see it from two different perspectives in, in oh. the story, there's there's actually a yeah. fourth instance of it. So I put a little asterisk next to it. <laughs> but Firebug three times, Blazing Fool, Idiot, Flaming Fool, Torchy, which isn't really an insult. It's just kind of like a yeah. you know a pet name, a nickname. Uh, yeah, yeah, Little Glow Worm. <laughs> um, he calls him a bird at one point, a dope, Mr. Torch, and Dirty Hunk of Fire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, Blazing, I mean, some of them are pretty funny. Like, I know you like you said you pointed out the big fish. Um, Dirty Hunk of Fire is actually quite clever, but it didn't stand out when I read it. It was just like, the hot stuff kind of seems, it's interesting. <laughs> the fact yeah. that he calls him that so much. Or firebug, a lot of bug, you know bug references but um i mean basically uh betty betty's trying to like to me this is a little bit of a hard pill to swallow uh betty trying to convince torch that namor's not so bad like what what i'd like to know why betty thinks he isn't so bad you know i guess she did see him save uh that freight liner uh ocean liner or whatever it was um so i guess like there's that but He's flooded a tunnel. He's torn down a bridge. You know, he's torn down the L train. Like, I, I don't know why she's not doing that kind of mental math of like, okay, these these things 
the the good outweighs the bad or the bad outweighs the good you know like she's just so convinced that he's oh he's a good person you know i don't know i feel like there's an attraction there yeah they don't lean on it too hard yet anyways um there hasn't been a romance really it's just like she's looking for the good in him like it's like yeah. the bad you know the bad boy with a heart of gold deep down she's like, i know him you know he's you know I, well, I what I really was going to say is actually I think what she's seeing is a lot of like his like rampage comes from either mus- misunderstandings or flat out betrayal uh, yeah. from the human part. So she's almost like he's doing bad stuff, but it's our fault, you know, that right. he's doing it. He's you know, the victim he's, here. Yeah, kind of. She's yeah. you know, yeah. And, and yeah, she's seeing you know she's so she's justifying his his behavior there. Yeah. But also, I think too, she I think she knows if she can just get him to go away. That's sure. less people that are going to be hurt. Like if yeah, he just yeah. leaves and never comes back, um, you know that be may be fine. You know, huh? So Cause, you because you, you think her her solution is for people just to go their separate ways, huh? Yeah, live and let live. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll see if that comes back. Hmm. Again, like they they're having this conversation in the car. They get caught in a traffic jam, and he, Torch just burns through the roof of her car like literally just sets her car on fire and if i'm not mistaken the next page um yeah has to swoop back uh to put out the fire that he just caused like he's she's burning in in her own car like yeah not her but her car is burning around her and he's like it's like oh now i i've got to deal with this problem so it's like I, i noticed in this human torch section we're padding a lot of time and I don't know if that's – I think just like in in issue nine that we'll talk about, it's one story. Like they, they, they put both of them into one story, whereas this is two stories. You know, they're, they're running kind of parallel to each other or, or um, you know, they're playing with that a little bit. I think this should have been one story and then mapped out, you know, that they should have worked together and mapped all of it out and – that's not to that's not to say I don't like that uh, storytelling device, but in this story, Human Torch story, the, I, th- I think Carl is just like I said, he's padding, he's just adding stuff doesn't need to be here, you know. If you just need an action beat, you know, make him chase down a mugger, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like anything is, like you said, it's it's just padding. Namor is propelling the story he's propelling the action he is proactive uh torch is reactive you can only show so many times of him you know repairing namor's damage or being in the search of him um the only the only thing i think they could have done possibly uh to is is maybe have namor like have him chase namor and that's when namor stops at the zoo and unleashes everything so that yeah, it, make him have to deal with these problems. Like, yeah, in, in his wake, I, I'd like that a lot more. Yeah, it, it's so. I mean, that's where I think we're getting some of this. Like, hey, they have to still be eleven pages. <laughs> so, um, you know, like now Betty and Torch are gonna have a conversation. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. But I did like that. She said, "Wow, that was close." I even felt the heat from his body. You know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, so he. <laughs> He's very careless with this flame. Well, and then the the next panel, he says, "Betty looked kind of scared, but the fire's out." Like, like, yeah, like, hey, well, hey, what's the problem? Yeah, 
asshole. Like, you yeah. burn her car. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is a cop car. Maybe it's the, you know, not her money or her car. But, like, it's well, just it's just putting him in situations that are ridiculous. You know, it's just, yeah. he's reckless, at the, you know. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, it, you know, it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> he, he leaves her in a burning car. That's yeah. a bad luck. Yeah. He's the good so, guy, everybody. Just like, remember. <laughs> I just kind of come away with this as like create better action beats if that's what you're doing. Like you said, like have him following the, the trail of, you know, right one step behind Namor. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know what? I, I didn't think about this, but they kind of, kind of get to it in the next page. Yeah. Because um, as he's heading towards like, He's flying up in the in the sky, and he sees uh, mm. the the mooring, uh, you know, the mooring mask crash to the ground. Yeah. So so he does stop. I, I didn't think about this when I said it honestly, but now that I'm looking at it again, it's like, oh, he now he now again, Namor didn't do this in order to keep the torch away from him, but he happens to witness it, and that's how he knows where to go next. You know, yeah. um, which he goes to to help and and this is kind of getting back to what we were talking about before is there are people trapped underneath this mooring and yeah. he, uh, torch has to burn through it, which I have to imagine melted steel hitting the people trapped underneath, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Also presents a problem. Um, yeah. Well, I think when I, when I did my, I guess it was in the recap that I talked about the first time you see this, this mooring mast uh, get ripped off. That's why I brought up the whole penny thing. Like you, you, you drop a penny from the, the from a tall place like this, it's not really going to hurt anybody. Um, but he drops this mooring mast, and there are people, there are living people still underneath it. Like these people would be liquefied. You know, there's no way that that they a that torch would be able to melt through to get to them without probably without hurting them. But the fact that they're they're just pinned under this thing, unless maybe it rolled on top of them, but still, you know, it, yeah, that, it's still a weird like. That's what uh, I was gonna go with, unless like it, like it crashed and then rolled somehow, because. Yeah. But I mean, even still, I mean, again, this is this is this is this is GI Joe and Cobra parachuting out of every <laughs> plane yeah. that's shot down. You know, Torch picks up a guy, and this is after being crushed. He picks him up and walks him, you know, to safety. <laughs> you know, so it's like, um, yeah. And Ava says later the torch subdues his flame and helps carry the mangled bodies from under the mast. You know, so I mean, you shouldn't be moving these people <laughs> yeah. without, you know, yeah. not not just by picking them up and helping them walk. Uh, luckily, the police decide they're going to help, and um, so that you know, torch can then do what he's meant to do and go after after Namor. Um, so then it's on to, uh, well, he actually flies to the top of the empire state building, uh, to kind yeah. of survey where, where, what's happening, you know, where to go next. Um, and I, yeah, think, and he I does. think he catches, catches sight of, uh, yeah, the ant, some animals running loose. And it, this was definitely, um, well, I guess the, the morning mass was a pretty big, like, Oh yeah, that obviously happened in the other issue. So that's when, yeah. when I started to like really realize, Oh, Okay. And and then it like made me question and kind of go back and and look at the earlier pages like oh okay that's why <laughs> things seemed a little weird but you know that's I I also went back you know, I, yeah I yeah. I think I realized it at when they got to the L train but okay. then I was like yeah. I had to go back and I just assumed <laughs> it was another L train that he trashed 
Well, there are multiple L trains at least at that time, so it very well could have happened. You know, could have been that way. Um, but I, I, I sorry, I, I, I kind of glossed over when uh, when Torch melted through the the mast. Uh, he says the, the the caption says the torch lands on top of the mast and lets his super hot body cut through the steel. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave that there. That just sounds <laughs> sexy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> say, say it again slower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, woo, I'm getting a little hot in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So he, he, I guess basically at that point he, he spots the zoo and he's like, well, that's gotta be Namor's, uh, you know, Submariner's handiwork. Um, so he, I like this yeah. too. Like a blazing comet, the torch lands in the center of the rampaging <laughs> animals, you know, like, yeah. there's a lot of good little, you know, uh, yeah, descriptive this- texts. This is an action beat that I don't mind. Torch fighting some animals. It's not too bad. Um, you know, he's got to manhandle a tiger, you know, and I think he fights a gorilla maybe in the next page. The, the, see, the gorilla got me. Like, I, I, liked, I liked the tiger beat, right? And there's a cool panel <laughs> where he's beat. like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, um, but how do you like the heat tiger? And he grabs, the, you know, he's choking a tiger. Yeah. And I liked now, right there, the tiger would have been burnt to crisp, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I think another tiger gets loose, or I don't know, one of the tigers gets loose. And, um, uh, you know, the guard ends up shooting it, you know, and he's like, bullseye. Oh, yeah. And, like, they kind of celebrate, yeah. you know, murdering these animals. Uh, that's one less killer. And it's yeah. like, geez, it's like, well. This is a zoo. Like, you, you're you supposed to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to be, like, saving these animals. Yeah. and yeah, um, You know, but, but Torch uses his... Um, well, I guess you talked about where, like, he made the criminals kind of like walk to where he wanted them. He yeah. did that. He's doing that with the, with oh, the yeah, animals. Yeah. And then I like he actually then splits them off into like little tunnels to get them back into their cages. Right. So it's like you go, you file this way, you file this way, uh, and then uses you know he saw they they mentioned soldering about twelve times in this uh, issue. So he solders the bars back into place. Um, yeah. And, at this point, and, it's like this this zoo section like it started out as like a good I thought a good you know action beat. Uh, it goes on way too long because he's dealing with bars. He's um, you can see at one point like oh look out there's a gorilla about to jump and then you know then he fights a gorilla for a full page like full page yep I mean there's a funny panel too where he's a he said blazes he's going to stash the guard's head oh, he says oh, dash yeah. onto the pavement and he is he's about to just whack it like pile drive him right in the yeah. pavement um uh, you know it's now this is um this is actually a little more horrific the way this this gorilla is treated as far as like what he's doing but it's just to me it's like one of those old tropes where it's like Batman fights a gorilla this issue Superman fight Jimmy Olsen fights a gorilla you know it's like <laughs> yeah. gorillas are all over the 50s comics you know oh like, man it, they 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 did a a study not a study they they figured out if you put a gorilla on the cover of a comic book it's going to sell yeah, so. I, I remember hearing something about that. There was a ton of gorillas back in yeah. the day, and I feel like you know this is probably early on, but it's still it's still a trope, <laughs> you know. So I was like less impressed with it. Um, but it, it doesn't even seem like he captures the gorilla. I think he kills it. <laughs> um, it, he it's catches not it out the roof, maybe, and then it, he throws it. I don't know where it lands, but yeah, whatever. So it yeah. does say it finishes him. So. 
I'm sure he killed it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just going with it. He just murdered <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then then Betty Dean just shows up at the zoo and tells uh, Torch that Submariner, he's wrecking the George Washington Bridge. It's like, oh, okay. This is all starting to come together. Yep. And then we get the basically the now we get the the fight scene that ended Namor's uh, you know, last page, and it's yep. now from Torch's kind of perspective. Um, but it's, it's, it's well done because it is, Hey, he throws a girder at him. Oh, I catch it. Oh, I'm throwing my flames back at you. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's diving in. Like they, I like this, this version better it, visually. I think it looks better. Um, Carl Burgos's, uh, depiction of their, their fight. I think just, I don't know. It's, it's somehow it's, it's just, it's more detailed. Yeah. 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 No, it, it is the better of the two for sure. Um, and then it just ends with, uh, you know, fire versus water, the battle of the comic century, fight to the finish, you know. And then it's basically like, hey, you know, come back next time for a super, you know, uh, 22 pages of sizzling action. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I had to look up uh, battle of the century. Well, and this says battle of the comic century, but I, I'm just, I was curious, like, that can't be a phrase that had been around, you know, forever like at, at some point that's a that's a marketing thing you know typically i'd i'd associate it with like boxing or you know some sort of fight like that you yeah, know wrestling wwf yeah you know, wwe yeah for sure um so i started looking up battle of the century and just seeing how far back i could trace it and see you know see where it could have maybe come from there was a there was a 1927 uh, laurel and hardy film called battle of the century and then going a little further back in 1910, there's a boxer named Jack Johnson who was fighting uh, James Jeffries or Jim Jeffries, I think. So this, this took me down a weird rabbit hole I wasn't expecting to, to go down. Um, so this fight they're, they're advertising is, uh, I want to say, uh, Jack Johnson, I think, is African-American and he beats uh, Jim Jeffries. And Jack London, of all people, the the writer, you know, Call of the Wild. Jack London, like <clears throat> I I didn't know is 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 or what well was um was <laughs> quite racist and uh, just just thought like the the indignity of a white man losing uh, uh, this boxing match to a, to a black man like that's where the phrase the great white hope comes from is like he writes this big article afterwards that's that says you know we need a great white hope like that's because like how 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 can we as a as a race like move forward with the shame of of being beaten by this by a black person so well um, when you're racist and you think the people are inferior to you and then right. you lose to them <laughs> it's gonna yeah. bruise your ego yeah sure. <laughs> uh yeah never meet your heroes you know <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that's the end of uh yeah on that note eight. yeah <laughs> yeah it teases the next thrilling you know yeah uh, uh you know issue which again i like the fact that they like again they knew they had something big here instead oh, yeah. of doing you know you get 11 pages and i get 11 pages we're getting 22 pages together right you know they can they they teamed up so i guess as much as, um, you know, the, I mean, that was the first crossover right there because, I mean, seven was, you know, the, the teaser. Yeah. You, you know, eight was kind of an individual story that was, 
you know, kind of in the same world, but they did meet, they did, I mean, they flat out met in the last page or two of, yeah. uh, of their story. So, I mean, but the, the true crossover, now we're in their books, the, you know, each other's, you know, book, or it's basically just one book at this point. One big story is right here. Now this, I like this cover. They, they don't put any photos, uh, you know, to, I'm referring to, um, Marvel mystery comics, number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they refer to the other stories um, just as also see this. But, yeah, it's it's all it's a it's a great um, photo of the two of them kind of. Well, it, they're under an L train again. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, it, actually, that, that would have been a seem good... like that. That's where they fought, you know, first yeah. time around or something. But yeah, it almost seems like that would have been a better issue for a uh, better cover for last issue, actually. It's a it's a great. Um, I love I love this cover. Uh, this is I think I'd seen this before just in my years of, of reading comics, you know, maybe just somehow somewhere saw this cover and never really, you know, paid any attention, but getting prepped for, for this uh, recording, like, and reading all this stuff, like I, I fell in love with this cover. It's so the detail is just, I wish that the interior art was as good as this. And I, I yeah. get why it can't be. You know they can't spend the time on every page getting getting everything to look like this, but I don't know just the the line work, the shading and stuff on on Namor especially, and then like the girder that he's ripping down. The there's this cop on a motorcycle who's just for some reason just looks fantastic. You know as far as like detail goes, like they put a lot of effort into that guy and the cop car and the train above him and stuff. It's it's great. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, even the background characters are are getting good detail. Um, and and for for myself personally, I've like I always kind of look down. You know, like I couldn't draw half as good as these guys, but yet I still look down on it. Like some snob. Oh, sure. of, like, A lot of the you know the older kind of uh co- you know comic art, and this this is this is a very modern cover. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's it's well done. Yeah, but um, yeah. Let's let's you know let's dive into the yeah to the meat of this cross. I mean the you know the battle. Well, you know what I also like too because again I knew I know they they knew they had something good here because that cover is amazing. But then as soon as you open it up, you get you know Marvel Comics presents the Human Torch versus Submariner in a pinup. You know it's a pinup and it's in the battle of the comic century. Twenty two pages of sizzling action, and it's uh, you know the you know the writer and artist sign it and yeah. it's just it's them fighting it, it's like a, a splash like page yeah, yeah it's a great yeah a splash page exactly you know um i i it's it's another great it's not as detailed as the cover no but it's yeah. a it's a it's a close second you know it's sure. it's, it's it's well done and of course then you flip to the the actual story and it's like yeah a well, little less the, detail yeah <laughs> but again we get you know they do what kind of what modern comics have been doing for a while where it's like Here's the you know here's the title and then it's like here's the submariner what he's been up to and here's the yeah. the torch and what he's been you know kind of been up to and they they do that first panel is just a blurb of all right let's get everybody caught up in case you didn't get last issue yeah you know, you know and it's 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 a recap without being you know because like Stanley used to say every comic could be somebody's first new comics. Right. You always have to have like, I'm little recap, I'm yeah. Scott Summers and uh, you know, my power is this, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Scott, why are you explaining it to the five people you've been living with for like, right. <laughs> you know, that stuff. Uh, but, but well, angel, the, more... the power of flight gives you the, you know, <laughs> exactly. If you see, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, but the more modern comics kind of do the little like, Hey, you know, 
starting the starting the issue. Here's a blurb where everybody's been up to. Yeah. All right, now we can Which, jump. I love that about Marvel Comics. Um, I remember in the 90s, they did, they'd almost do like a, a fold out page at the start of all their issues with like a, yes. like here's a roadmap of, of kind of like what everything's going on. And sometimes like some of that, that fold out would be advertising other comic books and um, stuff. But um, even like, comics now they still that first page is generally it's it's a recap of of what you missed just kind of general you know what where where things are in the story um jonathan hickman likes to do a lot of like little images of all the characters that you're gonna get in this issue uh, so you kind of know like who who you know who the main players are but then something that once i started getting into reading dc comics uh, which was really only in the mid to late 2000s, like 2011, right? Just before, just before New 52, I started getting into DC. And DC just does not do recap pages at the start of their comics. Um, I, re- I remember reading something where they're like, yeah, we, we don't do that. Like that's if you, you know, which for someone like me who might not get every single issue or might want to jump into a story, I'd like, I like a, a recap at the start. So it's interesting that they've, uh, going back this far, like they they have recaps and that yeah. You know, uh, every, yeah, I can every comic that I can think of reading, if as far as for Marvel, that first page is al- almost always some type of recap, and I appreciate that about Marvel. So yeah, because because you know you know people always say like oh it's it's hard to get into comics and uh, you know yeah I kind of see where people are coming from but I disagree. Yeah, um, you know when like, there's so know, much history, it seems yeah. daunting. But I mean, really, they they reset everything every couple of years. I mean, they reset everything, and 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 if 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 anything catches your your attention, you pick it up as you go, and that's the fun of it. And then for me, like, cause I, you know, I didn't know a lick about the X Men when I first started reading X Men. I figured it out. It made sense yeah. to me. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Don't get yeah. me wrong, it's crazy. Yeah, but they, you know, they have some weird I've, history. Yeah, yeah, but I, I figured it out. You know, yeah. it's it's and 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 you know, somebody for like me, you know, I, you know, I'm now of course you know, I'm promoting the comic book industry here. Is you know the fun of going back and trying to find oh like hey what sure. what are they talking about Wolverine was in Japan what you know you know let me go find the stories that he was in Japan you know yeah. stuff like that you know it's um but again we're not talking about Wolverine we're talking about Namor <laughs> and the uh, Human Torch and, I don't know this Wolverine and, character you speak of this is well he, uh, he was alive back then so <laughs> yeah he's, he's, yeah he's probably off he's probably running somewhere. around yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, probably, probably trying to, you know, save the animals that Torch was, you know, killing. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically we pick up with Namor, um, in, in the water, you know, talking about, well, he's tough, you know, um, he's going to be tough, but I, I got, I got an idea, you know, he basically, yeah. uh, he goes down to his, uh, his aerial sub again, you know what? And in, in this issue, we get some more of the black. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. The text at the. So this is definitely these pages are definitely done by Bill Everett. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in in this like in this particular page, there's one panel where it kind of throws me off because it goes from green to yellow instead yeah. of like the other panels. It's either yellow or green, but this one has both. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But but basically, what he's doing is he's getting these like high pressure 
canisters uh that that power the sub i guess yeah and and he's gonna you know he's gonna that flaming fool is sure to look for me at the statue (laughs) of liberty so he goes back to 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 his his castle and he and he sets up the um he's in the process of setting this hose up but apparently like right away uh torch you know figures out where he's probably going and and arrives and and he it, it catches namor off guard he basically didn't expect him to get there so soon yeah which they're at, they're on top of the um, Statue of Liberty's uh, uh, torch, uh, <laughs> ironically. But like to me, I always think of the that that's where I like know this crossover, really because I love that Alex Ross. Um, oh I think yeah, it's from, Mar- from Marvels. Marvels. Yeah, and it's them at the. I believe they're fighting over the Statue of Liberty in in that painting. I think. I th- well, I th- or, there or might be wrong? a couple images. I know that there's one painting of them at the George Washington bridge. Maybe that's um, what they I'm kind of, cause I've read something today kind of looking up that where it was like, you know, here's the real, here's the real panel. And they talked about how most of Namor on that page is like, you only see his back. Like it's just, it's just the, the, the layout just isn't great. And it says like, uh, Alex Ross kind of d- made it more dynamic and made it more dramatic and stuff, and and gives you a better, gives you more like bang for your buck, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, that that um, yeah, because that Marvels, uh, which you know was, I'm assuming that may be something we go through um, I, I, at some yeah. point. I, I would think, but um, that <laughs> that was um, yeah, because I, I actually just found one where they're like fighting in New York City from him. I was I'm like, I, I gotta look, and it's but there's there's a couple different ones, but he makes everything seem that much more epic, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah. Which is, you know, why, you know, personally I, I like his, his style. Um, yeah. But anyways. Uh, um, yeah. So he gets his, his air tank and like, Oh yeah. This is where I, I started to notice, like this is where Namor starts to kind of joke around. He says, he grabs the air hose and he's like, what's your hurry, hot stuff. And then he blasts him, you know, with this uh, air hose and said, you need cooling off, Torchy. Yeah, it's it's very much uh, like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, yeah. one-liners. Yeah. Well, and then it keeps going. He says, uh, and if that doesn't convince you, well, I give away <laughs> free samples too. And this is <laughs> yeah. one of them. And he just punches him off of the top. Now, uh, uh, Torch is deflamed at this point. Yeah, he, he just punches him off the top of the, the torch. Yeah, because he's he's deflamed because you know uh, the the, the, ho- the air hose, yeah, the air tank, um, which will come into play again, I believe. Uh, you know, it blasts him off, and I'm like, well, that that's a surefire way to put that flame out. But um, yeah, but but yeah, he he comes to just in time before crashing into the water. However, not it's not soon enough, and he basically lands. He still lands into the. Uh, yeah, basically, saves him from you know breaking every bone in his body. Yeah. If he was a human and not an android, right? Um, but that, but this is where, like, I, you know, kind of like you were saying, he gets choked out. He's an android; he shouldn't have to breathe, right? But he gets choked out under the water, and that's how Namor kind of defeats him. Now he said, "This is the end of you, my little glow worm." <laughs> <laughs> did you have a glow worm as a kid? <laughs> um, I think my you know what I'm talking did. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. I I knew a boy or two that had one, sure. but it was mostly seemed my sister had one as well. It was yeah, it, yeah. it seemed to be it was more of a a, a girl thing, but it, I I think it what came out in like nineteen eighty six or something or eighty two. Yeah, it came out in eighty two, and then more came out in eighty six. So I was like, ah, glowworm. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what what follows has to be one of the stupidest things I've ever read in comics. <laughs> I think Alex Ross left this part out when he huh. told this story. <laughs> like I did not expect any of this. I, yeah. <laughs> I did. So I, oh wow. Yeah. So Please. Namor gets torch. He, they're underwater. He's got torch subdued. You know, he gets him, uh, Namor takes him to this, this aerial sub, you know, his, his little vehicle and gets inside the, the sub and let's see, how does it play out? He goes, oh, okay. Well, he, so he goes to the air tank. He's like, something's yeah. wrong with the hose. I think he's maybe trying to reattach this tank to, cause it does, it powers the ship, you know, and he's trying to probably get him to maybe take him to Atlantis or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause but. he says he wants to take him back and, uh, study, um, how oh, he ticks right. basically anyway he basically wants to take his powers i did like that he, that that's a cool notion well that makes sense like that totally yeah. he's like i'm not gonna kill him um i want to yeah. know I, I want the power of flame you know yeah but then like apparently um namor was taught how to reinstall stuff by the three stooges because <laughs> like wackiness ensues yeah um, well the fact that namor like this air hose just gets away from from namor he's got the strength to tear down the George Washington Bridge, but he can't handle this air hose. And then, you know, he's underwater, yeah. so this air hose creates air bubbles. Uh, torch goes into an air bubble, our air bubble, and the torch just starts to float away. And Namor well, can't, just can't do anything about this air bubble. Like, he can't catch up to... The guy is supposed to be, like, a, a super fast swimmer, but... Like he can't catch up to this air bubble, he can't hold on to it, he can't pop it. He can't and, pop it yet. And, and I don't. I want to know what's in this kind of compressed air that these bubbles can first off capture an android and then be unbreakable by a very very strong person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. Like we've said, you know, we gotta keep keep reminding ourselves at, at certain points, like comics are for kids. These are, these stories are for kids. Kids are not this stupid. They do not, you know, I, I can't imagine a kid being like, you know, yeah, it makes sense. They Namor couldn't defeat an air bubble. Like, um, Oh, oh I kind of, I skipped it, but I've been kind of keeping a, a running tally of like, okay, round one, um, at the end of, uh, issue eight, I think round one goes to the torch because he, he chased off Namor, right? Uh, yeah. Round two, uh, I put at the, the top of the Statue of Liberty that are kind of like subduing the torch, getting him underwater. Like that round two goes to Namor. Round three goes to an air bubble. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Cause it defeats both the of them. <laughs> yeah. Cause in theory inside the bubble couldn't, maybe it's not oxygen, I guess, but Torch, Torch eventually, of course, rises to the surface. You know, the bubble pops as soon as he reaches the, the surface. And then he bursts into flame and, uh, you know, flies off. Like, And even Namor kind of, you know, says, oh, he got away and that was my own doing. Because yeah. first off, he's the one that, like, messed up. That was, that was two full pages of yeah. shenanigans with bubbles. And, yeah, it was not the epic fight that I expected. Right, right. <laughs> I, t- I actually tried to do a running tab as well of like the who who won and lost each round. Yeah, and I was just like, it's just too like it was it was all over the place. So I'm curious as if if you continued with that, but yeah, the bubble part was just it killed me. Um, yeah, but you know they move on to you know uh, basically torch returns back to headquarters 
and um, <laughs> which uh, he burns through a window. Yeah, which to like, me, he's, he's the means, worst. Well, he's the worst, but also means that there's no longer a hole in the masonry. He couldn't come in through the hole that he made earlier, which means that there's a mason, there's a stone mason out there with he he is not getting paid enough like he deserves a raise because he got that wall fixed yeah well and the thing is if there was a window there the whole time is i would assume replacing <laughs> right. glass versus re you know mason you know really rebricking the hole <laughs> would be um cheaper you know so yeah uh, at this point like i kind of think maybe this is just a running gag that that with the torch like maybe we're just like oh he's always just burning holes through walls i guess so i tried to kind of like ease up on that at this point like okay maybe that's just a thing that yeah uh, carl's kind of trying to do as a as a goof um, i mean it, it, it does make me laugh this is why i kind of point it out it's like yeah, it's so yeah. ridiculous but uh, what i like about when he gets back to headquarters is kind of like betty dean is, is still trying to get permission to talk neighbor down but the the thing is, what Betty doesn't realize is it's 1940s and no one listens to women back then. So right, um, <laughs> and it's about 15 minutes later that you know they they were precise to pick out that it was 15 minutes later that you know Namor comes on TV. But I guess I guess the thing is that you know the chief just keeps blowing you know Betty Dean off when she's like, look, I can go talk to him. I I could probably handle this yeah. pretty quick, right? You know, <laughs> nah, what do you know? It won't work, you know. But but it's back to. Um, you know, uh, Namor thrown down a challenge, basically. Yeah. So he, basically, he's at Radio City Music Hall. I mean, is what I. Well, he says Radio City. I assume he meant Radio City Music Hall. I, I I assume that they're one and the same. I mean, I guess he goes to like a television studio or, or some kind of studio. Um. Yeah. So he he forces a camera crew and a and a producer to <laughs> to, to record this message that he sends over the airwaves. Um. I do like this though. The torch is he's he's very um, sure not to land on the carpet. You know, to yeah. land on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he burns a hole in the ceiling, but he doesn't want to burn the doesn't want to scorch the carpet. Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't want to ruin all the studio equipment. You can right. fix a hole in the roof, I guess. Yeah. But the problem by doing that though, it allows Namor to fly out of right. that same hole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and he's like, "Come on, catch me." He said, "Don't worry, I will." You yeah. Know? <laughs> So yeah, this takes them. I don't know. There's mountains in the background, so they're upstate New York. What is this? Oh, oh, okay. So the Submariner heads towards the reservoir. He gets into this water. Torch hurls. It says hurls a sheet of flame after him, and as he kind of covers the yeah, it ends up water it, it, with flame or yeah, because the, the name dives into the reservoir and then the flame. Yeah, it says uh, the flames uh, obeying the master's command. Completely co- cover the reservoir, thus trapping Submariner in his own element. Yeah, Namor is is under is in the this reservoir, and then he, but he's choking, and he's like he doesn't know what the what the hell's going on. It's apparently the the water contains chlorine. Uh, and everybody knows chlorine is the kryptonite to Atlanteans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was actually kind of a neat thing. Like yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with I, that. I, yeah, it's kind of like he's like he can't get out because of the flame. Yeah, and and there's chemicals in the in the reservoir that he's not used to, and it's thus it's um, uh, it's it's kind of poison to him, you know. Yeah, um, um, I'd say like this is a another round that goes to torch because uh, this uh, Namor just passes out under the water, but and then he's got these these uh, police planes. 
uh, start flying overhead and they're, they're bombing this reservoir. Well, I was going to say, like, so so the whole bubble situation was Namor's mistake yeah. and that free and that freed, uh, Torch. But now this is Torch's mistake because by bombing him, I understand where he was going for. It's like, hey, he's trapped in here. Let's just let's kill him. Um, but it ends up sending him out of the reservoir. Yeah. And now he's, you know, now he's free. He calls it. Um, he, he calls himself out a couple panels later when he flies over to Namor. He says, "Those aerial bombs were my mistake, so we're even on that score." Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're yeah, yeah. they're kind of they're, they're even though we've kind of scored one extra round for yeah. Torch, it's been a fairly uh, uh, even matchup. Yeah, they're afraid to make one person a clear victor. You know, with yeah. with most things. Um, I can't I, believe I get Mark it. Like, to us. What's that? I said I can't believe marketing lied to yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I get like Carl doesn't want Human Torch to lose, and Bill doesn't want uh, Namor to lose. You know, I I get that, but you know what it reminds me of? Um, I don't know how familiar you are with you know WWE, especially their current kind of yeah, not style. really. I... It's it's what's been. I guess I really haven't been following it lately, but I still am aware. You know, like sure. Uh, but but basically it was called, I forget what they call it but where the booking is like you get one and then I got to get my heat back so it's mm. like oh I beat you but the next match we're gonna have and sometimes could be the next night I'm gonna beat you so it's always like one for one booking sure. like there's never like the way traditional like wrestling booking which is traditional storytelling the heel is basically gets one up on the on the good guy all the time until they have their final you know blow off match that ends the feud where the good guy is supposed to come out as Victor, you know, like, and it doesn't always have to be as match for match, but, but but currently, but it seems like now because they're too afraid to show anybody lose, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're worried that they're not going to be like, like people can't root for somebody that lost. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, well, I get a victory and then you get a victory and then I get a victory and you get a victory. And then they do a blow off match. But at that point they've had like seven matches and no, you know, there's no clear victor. It's just kind of like, it's kind of boring, you know, and right. we're getting a little bit of that kind of booking, shall we sure. say, you know, back to, um, uh, well, I, I thought this was interesting. Namor tries to punch uh torch and he and it says his, his hand just kind of goes right through him. There's yeah. no discussion of him burning or anything like that, but it's almost like, is he not, is he just solid flame or not, not solid? I guess I always assume he was like an Android that's burning. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. But the way they're making it sound is like he's pure flame, and he just like not like solid. He transforms matter. into flame. Yeah. 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 I, like I don't know. I mean, you can't, yeah. Yeah. Because other times he great like he he it's almost like vision. He reminds me of like vision where, um, right. Like in this instance, he he was like he's he he's tra- not transparent, but he's like you can put your hand through him. But then earlier he was like choking out a tiger. So. Well, and I know that the the reason Human Torch can fly is because, like, it's it's said, like, when he's on fire, his body becomes lighter, like, lighter than air, essentially. So maybe he does have some sort of physiological change. Um, he turns into yeah. a... It, it's it's, it's uh, weird for me because, personally, I had almost the exact same conversation on my other podcast about the other human torch and how, how his body works. Is it, is he physical? Is he a man on fire or is he flame? You know? So. Yeah. uh, In this case, it seems like he's flame, but I I always assume Johnny storm was a person on fire. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. 
But uh, speaking of fire, uh, Torch um, encircles Namor again with a ring of fire, a Johnny yeah. Cash song. <laughs> yeah. He fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Because, well, he, then he, so now is this where, yeah, they, they talk about a sprinkler system again. So it's like, they don't show it as, as, as visually, but they mention that his, um, the intense heat causes a sprinkler yeah. system to kind of, so my guess is like, again, it's like a self it's a it's a natural defense which i mean you've been reading some of the you know the name or stuff is that is that in the 60s is any of that like no. ever shown again yeah no. i think this is a, a lost power you know that probably <laughs> that did not carry over into the the, the actual marvel age of of comics yeah. um but I, but i was interested oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i, I like the like panel or two later like his little his little winges get singed off yeah, in fact, now did something like that happen in like the eighties or nineties? Because oh, I don't know, maybe. I I, I, well, I should have looked this up. Yeah, because I thought there was maybe. a thing where it was like he lost the ability to fly, hmm. and I'd be I'd be shocked if if this was in reference to something that happened in nineteen forty. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Because I remember there being an accident where where something like that he lost his wings and they were burned off. Um, Huh. But again, I, Namor was not a character I followed, <laughs> and sure. I could not tell you when this happened. But um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't know if you ever, you know, if that, if that 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 triggered something in my brain to go, hey, did this happen later in life too? You know, to Namor, does this keep happening to him? <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this case, yeah, he boom, he crashes to the ground because uh, his, his they're not he basically uh, he, he basically I, I don't know if they're completely they said they're singed. So I don't yeah. know if they're like completely gone or if they're just. I think like... the plan is it might be in another couple pages. They say that he's gonna head back to Atlantis or something and regroup or something and just heal. It'll they'll grow back. I yeah. know it says um, later like yeah. it's, it's not going to be a forever problem. It's just he just needs to kind of regroup. I think. Yeah, it, yeah, I I did catch that 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 he. Uh... You know, he said they would grow back, so yeah. we'll, we'll just go. We'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, one of those darn planes that was shooting him earlier kind of does him in. Uh, kind of spoils things again. I mean, he's he's basically flat on the ground. He can't fly away now. Yeah. Um. And now this plane basically swoops down close enough for him to jump up, and he's like, "Well, I can't. I can't fly, but I can jump." And he jumps on there, and it's like blazes. The guy got. He, the guy has more lives. Than seven cats, <laughs> uh, which is funny. So, um, you know, you know, I was in the Marine Corps. Sure, Marines are not known for their math skills. Okay. <laughs> um. So, what? What? Uh. Do we say he's got about sixty-three lives? Yeah, that'd be right. Sixty-three. Yeah. But <laughs> all right. So now this is now we talked about this earlier about like when he he basically crashed. You know, like the the plane crashed in, in the other issue, and mm. now he you know, Namor goes to take over the plane and he punches the, um, you know, the pilot right out of the cockpit, but then he grabs him and he's like, Oh, he suddenly has an instinct of, um, you know, comes to, comes to bear. And he's like, Whoa, killing this poor fool won't accomplish anything. Uh, I'll open his parachute. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Why the sudden change of, yeah. Yeah. What is different about this guy that you're suddenly wanting to save him? I just thought that was very, funny that was random you know it was random yeah it, it doesn't make a lot of sense if they um, wanted to keep Namor as a like 
like I said, like a misunderstood anti-hero. He yeah. should have been doing stuff like that more often. Right. You know, like more consistently. Like, look, look, he's he's doing damage. He's not hurting people, but he's clearly murdering people. You know. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, he hasn't it's, killed it, anybody since the I don't know the Empire State Building. I mean, he's he's you know he's moved on. That was a couple hours ago. Yeah. He's a different man now. Yeah, I get you. He's totally changed. <laughs> exactly. Betty Dean's right. Right, right. Yeah, see? Yeah. But but actually, that was actually a mistake by Namor by by throwing this guy out of the uh, cockpit now because then that, that allows, um, you know, Torch that allows. to engage. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And this is what I talk about, like the G.I. Joe moment where it's like you see that, that yeah. parachute like opening up and it's like, yeah. You should have thrown the guy out and said no ticket. Like I would have, that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. But since we're doing action movie lines, <laughs> um, I did like though that you know when Torch is throwing like fireballs at him, and he's trying to like maneuver away, and then Torch just like cuts the plane in half by flying <laughs> through it. Like that's uh, a cool that's like that, yeah. It's unfortunate that it's such a small panel because it's cool this plane stuff. The it's all kind of a good. Uh, action sequence through for you know it's a well it's like it's well well needed i guess is the right thing to say like it's some of this this story like despite it being built up you know built up it's like come on like you know let's let's move so, this thing you know and this is finally like okay this is good you know this is good action yeah this beat, is so so you're saying it's better than the bubbles uh yeah, i mean i like that bubble <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough to beat obviously yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are we at here? They... Well, uh, Namor's in the in the river, and he gets an That's idea. Right. And he's like, oh, "I know how to lick him." Um, yeah, and uh, and he's you know he's like, "I didn't. I should have thought of this before." And then it kind of cuts the torch, going, "All right, well, that slippery eel got away." Um, so he 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 returns to uh, the, he returns to police headquarters right when Betty and the commissioner show up. Yep. Um, good the timing. Only, the again. only other two people in the city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and he's like, all right, so, th- again, I like this, too. Like, he's every bit as tough as you say, Commissioner. Any suggestions? It's like, well, how about chemicals? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, can you be more specific? Chemicals. Like, you know, lots of things are chemicals. Um, but then immediately, you... Betty is is back on the, the why don't Just... you leave him alone? I could persuade him to go away. It's like, she keeps trying to do this, let me go talk to him, which I appreciate that. But it's also like the the idea of just letting him go is, I mean, honestly, maybe it's the best solution because they know they can't jail him. Really, they they torch isn't doing a great job of subduing him. So maybe she's right. It's just we know that she wants to persuade him to go away so that he doesn't get hurt. You know, yeah, she's doing it for yeah. the wrong reasons, but she is right. She's it's it's kind of like the uh, uh, first blood when when uh, yeah. Troutman shows up and he tells um he tells Brian Dennehy let him slip out let him get away pick him up you know safely a couple weeks later when you put a bolo out you know that type of thing and you know the only difference here is there's no picking him up later you just have to hope he stays away yeah you know? <laughs> um but again but once again I mean they're still dismissing her as ah it's too risky yeah you know yeah um. But instead, we we run to get some chemicals in the chemical lab, right? Um, and you know, we we get we talked to Doctor Fraser Crane, I think this guy's name is <laughs> Fraser. Um, yeah, you know, he's like, hey, I you know, got any suggestions? Like, yeah, so sulfuric acid, but I don't have any here. You need to go down to like you know some chemical supply warehouse. Yeah, and even like the whole time, Betty's like, hey, uh, 
you can't do this. You know, this is not, this is not a good idea. Uh, but no, Torch is like, no, I'm on my way um, to this, this, uh, you know, this chemical warehouse, which he meets the most naive, gullible, um, you know, doc, you know, I guess worker, you know, just yeah. lets him in. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm taking a big chance letting you in here, Torch. And he's like, I ah, don't worry about it. It's police business. Well, sure. <laughs> just take by sulfuric acid, will you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really the, I mean, that's that whole kind of like next page is just them gathering the, the ne- uh, necessary bottles of sulfuric acid until mm-hmm. uh, we get a surprise. Uh, Namor is there as well. Yeah, he had the basically had the same idea. I don't know if he says what chemical or what why he, he came to this chemical plant. No, he never he never explains it until he runs to the testing lab. Okay. And I don't know if that was what he was like. Oh, did you did you see, catch something else? Because like that um, was like my impression. No, that yep, you're yep, 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 you're right. Yeah. Like Torch is just throwing sulfuric acid all over the place and just missing him like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's like he's got stormtrooper accuracy and yeah. But he but he ends up like dropping like he he ends up severing like a like a a painter's uh, scaffolding, mm-hmm. um, and it crashes into sulfuric acid like a vat of no a vat of nitroglycerin. Yeah, and it, it causes a huge explosion. Luckily for Namor, there's a random pool just sitting there. Yeah, one of those, uh, another, uh, a miniature water reservoir, basically, the center <laughs> yeah. of the floor. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's there for, but it, but it, I like the, I like this panel of Namor getting out, and he's like, all right, he's busy dealing with these flames that he just yeah. caused, so he's, you know, he's using his power to shut him down. That's when he makes his way to the uh, testing laboratory, and he mm-hmm. finds them. The tube that he finds reminds me an awful lot of like the case from the first. Um, oh yeah, Torch no, comic. it's yeah, basically the same thing. Um, yeah, same idea. Anyways, that you could trap him. Yeah, you know, you cut him off from oxygen. You could trap him, and he's not super strong, I guess. Oh, and this yes. does say. Well, this thing it? weighs like two tons. Yep. So, and then it's also um, couldn't couldn't defeat a bubble though. But yeah, he can, exactly. He can well, shoulder. Is... He can shoulder this two ton. <laughs> Glass tube. Okay. <laughs> well, and it's it's called Translite or something like that. Yeah. Which I tried to look up if Translite's a thing, and the only thing I could find was Translite carrying case for vi- for vein light EMS vein finder, and it was like apparently Translite is like a whole medical technology thing. So, sure. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this has nothing to do with what I'm looking up. Yeah. But I think this tube, which is very flexible, almost rubbery, which oh, is yeah. why. Well, what we see in this panel is um, the torch is a surprise and Namor uh, captures him in the tube. Uh, But just like, you know, Namor couldn't break the bubble, uh, torch can't get out. So he's like punching it. And it's like, what do you say? It's like very rubber like texture. It made me think of transparent aluminum, (laughs) 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 which apparently is a thing now, you know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into transparent aluminum, but it, this is what it made me think of, and um, yeah, so <laughs> I think this is funny. So like, so when the the case is over, of course, as you said, it's airtight and he can't, he can't flame on. The second torch goes to pick him up, so he can, you know, again take him back home or capture him or whatever. He flames on, so he has to put it right back down. And he is like, damn it, you know. But <laughs> but keep in mind, he says, uh, Namor says. Holy mackerel! I forgot. Oh, <laughs> the minute yeah. he gets he gets in the air, he goes on fire. Like, come on! And, 
And it was only like maybe a couple hours ago that they fought. Like the again, he was in the bubble. Yeah. And as soon as the bubble got up to the air, up to the surface, that's when he, he was able to flame on. He couldn't flame on the whole other time. So it's like you just dealt with the same scenario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. These are made for children. I remember. know. Stupid children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're just made for dumb kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I like the way this issue ends. There's a good uh, the the I guess the last page of the of this story. It's a again the like the art is I think a little bit better um, than in most of the the other panels. You could tell they they spent some more time on this one, and it's just it's kind of them. They're they're really at a stalemate. Uh, honestly, what what Namor needs is I mean he it's a spider in a jar. You know he's got he's captured a spider. He just needs a big enough like sheet of uh, cardboard to slip underneath there, you know, so that he can get the the whole thing and throw it, you know, outside or whatever. Get exactly. rid of it at his own at his own, uh, you know, as a place and time of his choosing. But no, instead they're at a stalemate. <laughs> they are they are deadlocked. And I like this. I like the way it it ends here. It says, "Hey kids, here we've gone and left the Human Torch and Submariner with an awful problem. They're deadlocked." The torch is helpless while confined in the translite tube, and Submariner can't get at him without endangering himself. Submariner can't leave the torch, for someone may come and release him. What'll they do? What would you do? What's your solution? <laughs> I like the. I, I know that like there wouldn't have been enough time for people to like write in, and I don't even know if they're doing letters sections at, at the back of these uh, books or not. But I'm guessing uh, not. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. But uh, I like that they're asking for a solution, but clearly have no plan to like receive those uh, suggestions, you know, because it's not a <laughs> if this was the 80s, it would have a phone number, you know, and you I've... kill Jason Todd or, or you know. <laughs> Free Jason Todd, you know. Just gonna say that one nine hundred, you know, and then it's like, who wins? Yeah. Um, get your parents' permission, kids, before you call. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I like the way this this story ends. I mean, it's a stupid, you know, premise, but I I, I do like that uh, they're at a stalemate here. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, I mean, it's it's a great you know jumping off point, you know, for the issue. It's like okay, they've gone back and forth, uh, you know. It, to me, it looks like you know Namor won this round, but it, it, you know victory is fleeting because yeah, he can't he really can't, do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, which honestly, if if you know by our count, then that should be three to three. Then mm. I think it might be. I I, I think I kind of lost count, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I was like, I tried. I was like, I kind of like gave up. <laughs> but just because what you're supposed to take away from this is they're in a stalemate. They're they're yeah. evenly matched. Uh, yeah, once again, yeah. torch, torch. I mean, um, Namor got the upper hand, but you know, there's there's really nothing he can do going forward. So, um, it, it would have been funny though if they used some kids' like suggestion, you know, like and it would have been just like the most in, inane thing, you know, <laughs> it's like some, you know, like and then a dinosaur shows up and you know <laughs> something like that. But um, uh, I am, you know, I need to know how this ends though. I I, I cannot wait for the issue number ten. It's a real slobber issue. knocker. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's. We all know that this is the last issue of this massive team up. I cannot wait to see what happens once these guys get back at each other. Well, and they Which teased we, the the. I guess they teased this issue by calling it you know the battle of the century. They didn't even 
you know, couldn't even come up with one. It's like the battle is going to be so good that like there's yeah, no yeah, words yeah. to describe like how like epic this fight is. So, uh, yeah, without uh, further ado, should we do uh, Marvel Mystery Comics number number 10? Yeah, yeah we, we, we need to wrap this. I know we've gone long. I know we've talked a lot yep. about this. this is a big story, but I think we have enough time to, 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 to you know, hit uh you know this this epic uh yeah you know number 10 you know like like the the you know that was the penultimate this is the ultimate we you know we're here so please you know um well again the the cover for number 10 is another great cover like uh it's it oddly shows namor as if as if he's like i don't know a hundred feet tall because he's like palming this uh uh, German U-boat, like sinking it with one hand, like he's he's massive, you know. But again, I like I'm okay with them taking you know license with uh with uh the the scale of this because the idea is that he is single handedly sinking this U-boat, which we know he can do. He can he can disable a ship and and you know do enough damage to it that would that would sink it. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, the main it's a, feature. It's, it's a good it's a good cover. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And you get Terry Vance, Vance Detection. <laughs> Boy Detective, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a monkey. It's yeah. great. A monkey uh, and a uh, camera. What more does a boy need? Yeah. Electro, which is not the Electro I remember. Yeah. And, I think and, in uh, this issue I did read ahead, or maybe it was in one of the other ones with, with that featured Electro. And in one, because he is he's just a robot. He's like a Robbie the Robot kind of thing, but he somehow was like a crime fighter. Um, but... In one issue, they called him like Iron Man, so I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and he, to me, it looks well. He's more red in in, uh, in gold than yeah. said. He's like got a lot of green on him too, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's interesting. Yeah, there's no bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, we'll use that later. Yeah, save that. Um, Put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't want to put a pin in this issue any longer. We got to get. We got to get right. right to the. I need to know. What happens? All right. So, how do they get out of this predicament? Um, do you want to? Do you want to tear the bandaid off? Do you want to do the honors? <laughs> well, after getting a a fairly big recap, um, you yeah. know, at the beginning of the, you know, this is uh, it's wordy. You know, yeah, yeah. So we get, you know, we get a wordy recap, as he said. Uh, you know, now what? And he's like, oh, it's you know, you got the tiger by the tail, but you can't let him go, which is which is an accurate, um, yeah. <laughs> description i like know? that torch is like under this bubble his, his arms are crossed he's clearly annoyed it's like i got places to be man like either let me out or figure out a way to kill me you know yeah um, he's like now what now yeah. what are you gonna do huh yeah all right mr tough guy mr smart guy um well and then uh and you know bust the police stand where you are oh you guys again and it's uh it's betty dean and she sizes up the situation Hey, she basically tells Namor to listen to reason. There's nothing you can do. Uh, call the whole thing off. I promise you, if you go away and leave us alone, the torch will never bother you again. And then, like, the next panel. <laughs> Submariner frees human torch? You made that promise before. Yeah, but this time, I'll keep it. I give you my word. <sighs> and then he leaves? So, uh, so long, Namor. You were a tough customer. Goodbye, Namor. And then it says, well, kids... That's the way it ended. There was really nothing either the Human Torch or Submariner could do to end it any uh, any other way. So uh, so turn now to the next page and follow the Torch in a new slam-bang adventure. Then read the Submariner story and see what happens to him. 
Don't forget the other exciting stories through the issue of Marvel Comics. Well, Betty got her way. Yeah. She handled the situation. So I will give props for the you know them setting up throughout this whole you know the, like she was the she uh, what is it Chekhov's Betty Dean. She, <laughs> yeah. You know if she says she can talk name her down, she you know in the first act she better talk him down by the it end. Only, you know it only took like fifteen times of her fifteen conversations of her <laughs> telling people like just let him go. You know it's it's it, I you know it's it's it, it was one of those things for tours so like men they never listen or you know yeah. something like that like if, if it was kind of more of a you know modern feminist uh type um you know like the 60s you know feminism like oh these men <laughs> but yeah i mean she turned out to be completely right uh but what uh what a disappointing conclusion well, yeah. to yeah. this you know it, it, and the problem that i had with it too is is it's I'm fine with Betty being the one to talk them down and then going their separate ways. Cause as we said, we can't have a winner. We can't have a loser. We want to leave them kind of open-ended, but, and, and Betty was the perfect solution for that, sure. given that they set that up the whole time and it made sense. You know, uh, the problem is it was like, this is just the very next page. Yeah. I mean, sorry. It was the very next issue and it was one page. And most of that page was recap and, or saying, well, tune in next time for the next adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like Five panels and a fairly fun uh, storyline and a very historic one ends on just the biggest whimper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it was so like and maybe the the trope of having your your two characters going up against each other, which one's going to you know kill the other one. Oh, but then they they team up to fight the other big threat, you know, and maybe that wasn't a trope at this point. Probably well, not. Um, yeah, they would have had th- to create. I think they would have had to create somebody for them to team up against. Um, they're they're I, already I they're already here. The 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 Nazis. You put them on the well. Cover. That's that's a good point. You know, yeah. as a matter of fact, um, you know. So I jumped ahead. You know, after this, because I was like, okay, well, maybe there'll be some fallout from this in the torch story. Nah, I don't no? even think it's okay. referenced. I haven't yeah. read ahead after this point. Um, yeah, I, after reading this, I was like, okay, I'm I'm done for a while, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I'm ready for a break for from Torch and Namor, and, and you know, we don't we have no idea how many people died from Namor just wrecking shop uh, throughout New York, and the this ends with with like Torch is literally has his arm around uh, Namor, you know, and says, "I give you my word." In the next panel, you know, like like you said, like. He says, uh, so long, Namor, you were a tough customer. It's like, the guy was a murderer. He was killing, co- he threw a, threw a car at some cops, you know, killed them, drowned another one, you know, the train, the, like, all these, all these instances of Namor just killing and causing all kinds of destruction, but it's, it, it, it's left with, with this, you know, and it, it's all because the, the, they couldn't decide how do we, decide who the winner is and that to me is so such a disappointment like if you guys are writers write an ending you know yeah they, yeah they didn't have an ending they it's almost as if they wrote themselves into a corner and didn't know how to get out yeah. so they just ended it you know it's um it's kind of like you know Monty python and the holy grail when they didn't know how to end the movie so they just had them every everybody was arrested by the police you know yeah. it's like yeah it's just crazy like you know and and yeah, I didn't even bring up the fact that they, they it almost ends like a buddy buddy cop 
you know, or a buddy yeah. co- a comedy, yeah. you know, like where it's like, oh, or, or like, you know, spoilers for any of the Fast and the Furious, like Jason Statham is like a bad guy through most of the movies. And all of a sudden he's like going on missions with them at the end. They're all friends. Right. It's just kind of like, wait a minute. He killed your friend in the other movie. And now you're like buddies with him. You know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like it's, it's very, it's very, um, seventies television, like almost like a freeze frame, like, yeah, oh, that was it, a you know, hey, slap on the back, you know, like <laughs> it feels uh, like it's meant to be very lighthearted, like yeah, oh, we'll we'll I'll get you next time, Namor, you know, or something like that. But just yeah, you're a worthy it's, foe. It's gonna be yeah. fun, old, old pal, chum. Yeah, yeah. to, yeah, to me, it, it, the clear choice would have been team him up against something else and what you know, obviously the other threat that's looming over everything you put it on the cover you know you got namor yeah. fighting nazis on the cover and i don't recall in the rest of this issue i don't recall what happens with namor maybe i well uh, i sk- now that's the one i skipped ahead a little bit there. like that so so like with the torch the only thing we get in that story and i didn't even bother once i realized that, that they weren't doing any fallout Follow, you know, follow up or fallout from this one panel with the human with the submariner out of the way the human torch returns to his police duties and runs into a gasoline profiteering racket so oh, it goes that's right, right back in, yeah so i'm like i don't care More about the gasoline. yeah now granted you know i don't want to date this podcast but we i just went through a gasoline shortage so yes i should have cared about um you know <laughs> right you know, gasoline racketeering you, you might know, have gotten prof- some ideas you know Right, exactly. He was, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, I, I had zero interest in reading beyond this, and that's not to say I, I haven't enjoyed what I've read. Right, right. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't there's, care. There's not an ending int- here. Yeah, right. Now the Submariner that gets a little bit, you know, it's like that has more of a wrap up, I think, because it's like, oh, you know, you know, having finished his epic battle with the Human Torch. Uh, which ended in a deadlock. Now leaves he now leaves New York City to return to his native home in the ice fields of South, you know, Antarctic. Um, little does he realize there's damers there, you know, whatever. But then he, you know, it shows him. He said that dirty hunk of fire ought to be extinguished once and for all. If it weren't for Betty, I'd do it. Confound it! Why do I always obey her wishes? And then he dives into the water, and he's like, "Hot stuff burned the wings off my feet, so I can fly." But I can't, um, so I can't fly, but I can still swim and I'll be back in my aerial sub and it'll take a few days, you know, to heal and grow out again. And then, so that's really it. Like he, then he just goes back home. Um, Yeah. And now now that I'm flipping through this one, I actually remember, I actually kind of like this setup for like, I guess what's going to be the next adventure for Namor. It's still, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. And I even, I, I again, I was like, "Oh, is he going to fight Nazis now?" But it's never clear that these guys yeah. are Nazis. They're not. Uh, no, this is a, yeah, some yeah. So I was like, expedition. Eh. Yeah, yeah. So I just got, again, I was like, "Well, I'm losing interest." <laughs> yeah, so oh yeah. I I kind of stopped reading. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of a uh, you know, what started as a raging you know fire, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. You know, it's now just you know you know smoke rings in the dark. You know, it's just. Yeah. Uh, it's just petered out there. It's just you know, it's, it's not great. <laughs> the no, ending, it's that is. it's it's unfortunate because like I, I ended up really really liking all the build up with Namor trying to become a hero and going and fighting Nazis for a little while. And I I just I thought that's what where the direction was gonna be going was gonna be okay. This is because I I know that these heroes 
are gonna be you know are, are gonna be Nazi fighters. You know, I know that. Oh yeah. In, in yeah. the next it's common, I guess, in the yeah. next year. I just thought it started here. You know, it's just frustrating. A lot it, of to it, me, it's. I, I liked a lot of it. It just doesn't have an ending. Yeah, that, I was gonna just you know kind of piggyback off what you were saying is it's frustrating because it was uh, to me. I really enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed this this crossover. I'm very happy to go and do you know do my homework as as it is to yeah to uh you know see how it all began and because i did enjoy the majority minus the bubble antics uh of this of this fight and of this team up um i was very disappointed in how they ended it so like if, if i were to rank it like it would lose points based on the ending you know mm-hmm. but but it was it's definitely a like I don't even know, like, like to me, if somebody asked me, should I read it? I would recommend it. I would say yes. Like, this yeah. is something, this is something, it was enjoyable enough, but it's also, like, for the historical aspect of it as well, it, the, I, I would say yes, but <laughs> I will not say you'll be satisfied by the, by the right. ending by any means. Yeah, I think so, there's, yeah. there's enough there with issues, well, certainly with issue seven. I would recommend read seven, eight, and nine. And just know that ten, like that, there's no solution, you know. After after nine, so you yeah. can read ten. I mean, but... the, it, it, they could have literally ended nine with those extra couple panels. You know, I'm sure it was a, a yeah. an idea to like, hey, let's you know, let's cliffhanger this and tease it to get you know people to come back next month and buy it again. They gotta know what happened, but yeah, not, like, like maybe that's that was. The type Maybe they were just punting, you know, like we need to, we need time to figure this out. Let's let's say, you know, well, we've got a doozy of a finale coming at you. Number 10, like just come back and come back in 30 and, and you'll have a, a thrilling conclusion or something like that. You uh, know, and they're like, well, would, we got we got time to think about it. Yeah. And, and I kind of like to me, the feeling I got, you know, I'm going to throw another movie reference out was like when when. Ralphie found out that, you know, his Dakota ring was just a commercial. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's how I kind of felt. Like, oh, it's like, yeah. they just wanted me to come back and buy another, you know, another book. Yeah. Son of a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that was literally, because I got to tell you, when, even though I know the history behind it, I think we even might have discussed it, knowing that, like, Betty Dean was, like, mentioned, you know, mentioned Torch to Namor, I'm like, whoa! Like I knew it was coming. Like I, I'm, I'm aware <laughs> yeah. of it, but I was still like, yeah, I'm like this is going to be, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe it. You know, that was yeah. like that. You know, that, and then like I got excited to to kind of sure. keep reading, and and then to just be left with such a a wet such fart. a sour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A wet fart is the best way to describe it. <laughs> oh, so man. so so when um. When Marvel reprints, you know, this, uh, you know, like trade paperback, it'll be like, you know, Marvel events timeline, a wet fart, you know, ends on a wet <laughs> fart, you know, like yeah. that'll be our little blurb. You yep. know? <laughs> I want that on the, yeah, put that on the, on the dust cover. Yep. <laughs> Pay us, Marvel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words, you know, yeah, now. Like, I think it's, ending, it's, like, it's best for us to, well, you know, listeners, you tell us what should we do now? <laughs> no, no. What no, would you do? No, that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. What? How yeah. would you would have ended? In fact, yeah. go to how our social you media. How would you end this podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, 
Actually, yeah, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to pull a Carl Burgos and a Bill Everett. Hey, kids, you know, hey, listeners, how would you have liked to seen this, uh, you know, yeah. ended? I think Travis already kind of laid it out, like our thoughts. Uh, you know, they should have fought Nazis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, the clear, like, they, they set it up uh, as far as, like, Namor had been fighting Nazis before, and they put it on the cover, you know? So that's why, like, reading it, I thought that that's what was going to happen. I thought it was weird that Torch wasn't, like, in the in the main, like, you know, rendering. But I thought, oh, okay, that's yeah. how they solve this. Like, they're going to go realize there's a bigger threat. So, yeah, maybe yeah. there's another option that, that someone wants to, to weigh in with. I'd love – I mean, obviously, obviously there, it, there are better ways. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think you came up with one, and I'm curious of what other people might have to say. So, yeah, all right, listeners, you got some homework. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, I, I I need to know. I need a satisfying ending. This one was not. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, and we can be reached at uh, Marvel Events Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you know, Travis, I, I look forward to discussing whatever we decide to do next. And of course, well, by the time this airs, we'll have already known and, and yeah. we'll be able to, yeah. again, refer to those show notes or check our social media and you'll know yeah. what's coming next. Um, just keep in just mind that it, it's not our problem to figure out what's coming next. It's That's the problem of future Brian and Travis. Like, that's their problem. So, yeah, I love leaving stuff for future Brian. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, man, that guy's screwed later. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, those guys are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, you blazing fool, you firebug, you hot stuff there, Travis. Uh, it was uh, you were quite a worthy podcaster. Likewise, uh, you waterbug. Come back next time for the continuing journey with Travis and Brian. Until then. Join the conversation over at facebook.com slash groups slash Marvel Events Timeline. On Twitter and Instagram at Marvel Events Pod or email the show at marveleventspod at gmail.com.